everybody to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and we are here with Mr. Ultra David, Mr. Tuboware for another week of busy fighting game stuff. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be talking about actual fighting games again. It's amazing. Yeah. What a time. What a time this is. We're going to be talking about the Guilty Gear Strive beta, which just ended. You guys played a ton of it. We'll talk a lot about it. Street Fighter V Season 5. We'll talk a lot about that. There have been a ton of changes going on in that video game that we'll get to. Very exciting. The CPT Season Final we'll talk about from over the past weekend. Then we will have an interview with Rob TV, who was at that Season Final. And we'll talk with him about that and SFL and content, whatever. We'll talk about the Japanese fighting game developers roundtable number two and all the news that came out of it, because a lot of news came out of it. We'll talk about some other game news, including stuff that literally just happened as we were going live. Right now. And right now. It's actually just <laughs> right now. Some other community news, and then we'll get to the mailbag. You may notice that we don't have the 5-5 matchup up today, and that's because even though we called for submissions, there's just too much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to postpone the submissions that we got for this week to next week. So that'll just be stuff for next week, I guess. But yeah, let's begin by talking about the Guilty Gear Strive beta. It was for the past week, basically, for James, and for Tubbleware, it was the past several days. And for me, it was about 20 minutes on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, let's talk all about it. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Street Fighter Five has been some big news here, but we're going to roll back that topic to number two. So let's talk about Guilty Gear Strive here instead. Uh, I Look, I, I almost kind of want to listen to you guys talk about it first because I'm just going to have nothing but effusive praise for it. And You're going to be gushing. I, do, you, I, do, you think, do you think I'm going to be any different? Well, because the thing is, for me... Like I have franchise bias, right? I mean, it's it's that's just it. I love Guilty Gear. I'm always gonna be approaching everything they do a little more positively. So I just mm. need to make sure that that's established ahead of time. <laughs> you know, I'm right. always going to be uh, favorable to whatever Guilty Gear does. And so yeah, I mean, I'll just straight up say it. I loved everything about it. I. I miss it. I the, yeah. Anyways, you guys go, and then I'll just tack on whatever. All right, all right. Well, I think we're both just gonna say nothing but nice things. All three of us probably. I don't nice think things about this game. Nope. But anyways, <laughs> I want to be the first to say, James, I told you so about the shitty lobbies. I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's terrible. It's awful. Everyone hated well, no. it. I mean, lobbies are awful. They're can terrible. We, can you run the timer, by the way. We, uh, we oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we, need to, we need to be on. on we got to be on the timer today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I, I like I said, the lobbies were shitty. And I said if they implemented it right, they could be something cool. And they didn't implement it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair, but like, I. I I thought it was pretty clear in the first beta last year that, you know, that it wasn't going to work. It was, they had already made their choice. And yeah. When like players said, of that, when that many players are playing at once, their servers just couldn't handle it. Yeah. There was, you know, 30, 30 seconds of lag after you hit a button. It was awful. 
I don't, that, I don't that, know why they wanted to do that. That's less lobby, but that's more server problems, right? That lag was server kind of issue. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, they should have known ahead of time the type of server power they would need if the entire world was playing the game. That's on them. Theoretically, but what fighting game in recent memory has had a beta that hasn't been destroyed by this? <laughs> well, what fighting game in recent memory had netcode this damn good? Right. Because as bad as the lobbies were, that's as good as the netcode is. It's insanely... I can't even describe being able to play anyone in the world at any time. At so any for somebody like you, who has had a lot of experience on Killer Instinct, which of course has yeah. one of the best netcodes ever, yeah. how would you compare these? Guilty Gear is better. Is that true? Guilty Gear is better, for sure. For sure it's better. Absolutely, positively, for sure it's better than KI. Sorry, sorry, KI players. I, I, I mean, KI's netcode is amazing too, but this is better. Yeah. Wow. When you if you if you see like Midwest to Japan in KI, it's laggy. There's rollbacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played tons of Japanese players. Not a single rollback. Not one. I felt like I was playing offline. Like yeah. it, it's, I, it's, it's incredible. I can't. I didn't know this was possible. I thought yeah. KI Skullgirls was the limit. Like this just completely blew me away all, all weekend. I mean, I, I, I did not play a single match online that felt bad. Not one. So nope. I might be an outlier because I didn't play as many matches as some other people. But literally, I never saw a rollback. I never felt any lag or delay. I think there was one match that I saw where hap like all of a sudden it froze and it said, like, reconnecting, and then it came back. But, like, that was one match out of, like, maybe 100 matches that I played. And honestly, it just, I, I played against people in Korea. I played against somebody in Europe. I played against somebody in Japan, you know, all day. And I just never felt anything bad. And uh, I, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. I was curious whether that would, I was curious whether that would stay the same once they opened up the beta to everybody. Because just during the phase where it was influencers, right. I assume those people are more likely to have wired connections, more likely to have sure. uh, a good internet as well. But then when it comes to everybody, you guys still had good experiences? Yeah. 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 It didn't change. It didn't change at all. I mean, I, I never at one point remembered I was playing online. There was mm. never anything that reminded me that I was playing online in any of the right. matches that I played. It's just like you're just playing. When you play other fighting games, you know, you're playing, you're playing, oh, God dang it, like this annoying thing. Yeah. I mean, in fact, uh, God, I, I was playing a bunch offline with Olaf because, you know, he's my roommate, so we don't have to social distance or whatever because we see each other yeah. every day. Um, like, we were playing at one point, and he kept using Leo and doing the cross-up behind thing and hitting me, and I couldn't block it in time. And I made the joke, I was like, man, this stupid online lag, like, you know? <laughs> and he, he started dying, but like, that's just how it felt. It's like, there's no point in time when, like, between playing Olaf and between playing online that it felt any different. It, like, it was like the exact same thing the entire time. And I, like, oh gosh, you know, it just made the game that much more fun. Like, knowing that, Everything that was happening, I could, I could attribute to actual fighting gameplay as opposed to maybe it was laggy and maybe that's why I couldn't do this. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, there was never a moment where I thought I got cheated. I got hit by something that I shouldn't have. Which that's hard. It's hard to feel, or it's hard to explain that in fighting games when you know you've been playing offline seriously for so long, and you're used to playing offline, and even like the really great netcodes out there games, like you still you know you're online. I, I training mode to online felt exactly the same to me. I didn't have anyone to play in person, but I'll take yeah. James' word for it. You know. That's amazing. Yeah, it really I mean, is. That's it's the really thing is, I can actually say it because I played yeah. more against Olaf than I did against, you know, people online. But every time I went back to online, everything I was doing felt exactly the same. It felt... Yeah, I think most people probably don't have that experience of mm -hmm. being able to play somebody both at home and online. So that's, that's really good to have somebody who does have that. My experience was actually also both offline and online. So when I was doing the season final for, for Capcom, which we'll talk about later, uh, I brought my PS4. So that was oh, nice. that was actually an offline commentary. The All the matches were online, but the commentary was uh, was offline. And it happened to be in Burbank, like 20 minutes away from where I live. So uh -huh. I, it was easy for me to get there. And I yeah took my PS4 setup and all the guys there. And I we, we played for a little while. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, in fact, um, the other guys like Steve and Vicious were grinding it like almost the whole time. Right. Um, uh... But anyway, so I did play there, and You're I played online. Shh, shh, I'm playing Guilty Gear. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so I play. I did. I played offline there, and I and I felt it. And then I played online, and I too didn't notice any difference. I only played a few matches online. I think I had three total matches online. That's it. So I just didn't have very much time to do it, unfortunately. But in those matches, felt totally the same. <laughs> it really did. Cool. Yeah, so your experience was the same then. Okay. It was okay. the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I, I wanted to wait to hear you guys because I just didn't have as much time either offline or online as either right. one of you did. I, I played a ton. I probably yeah. played like I don't know, fifteen hours, twenty hours. Oh, geez. Like, okay. I grinded. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I can't. I can't. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people joke like, "Oh, Sajam was right all along." Of course, he was right all along. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand why people like. It's so crazy to me. And this is where a lot of you know Street Fighter V's poorly implemented rollback netcode has done us so much harm. You know, is that it kind of gave people fuel to believe that rollback wasn't the way to go. But clearly, it's just it's weird because there's so many good examples out there. Yeah, there's so many good examples out there, but I mean, I do understand the, the the name power of Street Fighter. Yeah, so. exactly, and it's just like, oh man, I can't, like it. I, even outside of the gameplay, right? I mean, obviously, I've been having a lot of fun with Soul Calibur recently, yeah. because of the Parsec stuff. But this was the first time, like, I I had that grind mentality like i just i just don't want to stop this you know i just yeah. don't want to stop playing this song i want to play everybody i'm running through the lobby I'm, let me challenge you let me challenge you let me challenge you you know like it was like there was this joy that i had and you know obviously a, a lot of it does like i said come from my franchise bias and how much i love guilty gear because sure you know even from a gameplay standpoint yeah it's very different than previous guilty gears uh, but not enough different that it still didn't feel like Guilty Gear. And, oh my god, like, gameplay-wise, I was just... 
I was in heaven, dude. I mean, I was like in heavenly Potemkin bustard, right? I mean, like that. Oh God, I was having so it, it much. Was, it was really great to watch you, actually. So although I didn't have that much time to play, I watched both of you guys right. um, uh, and and a bunch of other people play as well. And I could tell, like James, sometimes when you stream, you get frustrated easily, as yeah. you know. And as this. You know. And this was, well, he knows, uh, this was not one of those situations. It was really fun to watch. Like, you were clearly having a blast the whole time. Right. And it was it was so cool to watch people from, yeah, East Asia through NA, through Europe, through LATAM, all over the place, playing against each other. Uh, it reminds me of, like, in, in like, a, a Godzilla movie where all the monsters are like convening from all these different parts across the world right they're like oh going to the same spot from this side of the pacific and from the atlantic and from where they're all just like for them the world is so small because they're so huge like right. that's like the conception that i got of you battling all these monsters everywhere it was, it was so sick to watch we can legit run like international tournaments on this like i just that's how yeah. i feel about it like i literally think we could run international tournaments on this and it would be fine like if this is what the future of netcode is in fighting games like online is a hundred percent legit like no one is going to be able to say anything about it anymore you know if if we can all do it this way it's it's I, I like I said I can't even explain it. Like I said, I'm I'm my opinion is also a little bit skewed because of I was having so much joy playing the game. Except, yeah. like Tiny Tech says in the chat, Nago versus Ram is not a fun fight. Oh God, that's a bad fight. But <laughs> um, outside of that, like it's just oh man. Like I well, I, I just I, I wanted to highlight. Oh, go on. No, I played some matches that I didn't stream either. I actually went online. Mm. I changed my name and everything like that just to Smurf. And I played a bunch of Nago matches online as well. And oh god, it's just it wasn't even just Potemkin. I was having fun with Nagoriyuki as well. And so it's just like everything was just such a blast when I was playing online. And and like I said, I mean having a game that like a modern game that plays to my tastes into my tendencies into my play style oh god it just it felt so good <laughs> i i like this tweet from zynak he had a tweet a few days ago the text of it entirely is we changed the world i think <laughs> yeah. it's so cool what a great tweet from him of course he's somebody who helped work on right. uh, on the the netcode for this and yeah and yeah by all Crazy. accounts has had like a significant impact in why it even happened in the first place yeah. um, so that's super super cool. want to take credit at all though he's tweeted yeah very clearly that it wasn't easily it's not me it was us you know very, yeah right yeah, yeah. we're a team course. mentality of course yeah yeah we changed the world not i changed the world yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. yeah. but that makes that makes sense it's hey, just come on there is an i in zynac it's okay <laughs> <laughs> super super cool as far as the online play goes, I'm sad that I couldn't stream because I thought that the name that I picked, which was Married Juana, was actually amazing. And then nobody else ever got to see it except for me. Married Juana, it's so good. Oh, oh nobody will ever know. Oh, God, man. What a waste. What a waste. What a waste. Uh, as far as the rest of the game goes, so I, I, I did play the lobbies. Like I said, I played three times mm -hmm. and I had the same experience everybody else had. I, I didn't try to meet up with a friend, that sounded like it might have been also annoying, but just like trying to find another match, like I'm teleporting around this physical area and so are other people and 
I don't know if I have my sword out or if they have their sword out or whatever. It just was, it was not yeah. good. Yeah. It was not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lobby I had a, a lot of success getting matches in training mode, though. That was mm. more successful than trying to run around the lobby or put up my sword or whatever. And also I got to grind while I was waiting. So it was, it was yeah, it was convenient. That's what I pretty much just relied on was waiting in training mode. Yeah, nobody likes the lobby. One of the biggest problems, like I said, the lobby could be good. They just implemented it badly. In fact, I mean, they're asking for feedback. I'm going to do the same thing. Obviously, it's too late to give real any feedback because the game's coming out in a month. But hopefully yeah. through patches, they can tweak the lobby system a little bit because the way the lobby system works right now is is unacceptable. It is absolutely un- Although they did say that the rematch option was intentionally not put in to force us to play different people, uh, yeah. putting a rematch option there will help because then you don't have to sit there and go, who's going to sort up again? Why am I stuck here? Blah, blah, blah. Like it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was unacceptable how it was. And, you know, I admit that, like I said, I think that there was potential yeah. for it to be good, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do on that end. Are you guys in the chat serious? You don't think Mary Juana is genius? I can't. No, it's terrible. That's so awful. I don't get it. So genius. I don't even get it. I don't even get it. What? How do you not get it? I can't. All right, we're moving on. Hundred percent. I don't know what the hell it means. We're moving on. Uh, Let's talk about. I would never dodge you. You can see me day one. Come catch these dolphins. Let's talk about the gameplay itself. Uh, again, I didn't have that much experience with it. I enjoyed the little that I did. I think I played three games of Potemkin and maybe two of Axel, and that was about it. Really, almost nothing at all. So I enjoyed watching it. It looks like a super sick game. I just can't really speak from personal experience. So up to you guys. What do you think? I haven't felt this much fun playing a fighting game since Vanilla Marvel 3 came out. Yeah. So... That's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> I really, 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 really like this game. And I feel like if you're a Marvel player, there's no way you shouldn't like this game. Okay. (laughs) So good to move. The dash button, the dash macro just makes the game so much fun to play. Everybody has good movement now. It's it's great. It's fantastic. Honestly, you've never had to use a dash macro. I wasn't using it that much, but it is something you should learn. You should 100% learn to use the dash macro, and there's actually argument to be able to have the RC as a macro as well, Roman cancel as a macro, because Potemkin backdash into forward Roman cancel drift is so much easier with the macro buttons, so you can backdash forward and then plink the two buttons, and you get invincible pass through pop instant pop buster. Oh, it's so dumb. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get into characters in a little bit. But, I mean, for me, look, as a person who's played a lot of Guilty Gear games, is it different? It is definitely different, right? It definitely feels different. I I personally don't like the limitations on Gatling, right? It, it feels bad. However, that's because we have a legacy to come from, especially one that's lasted for almost 20 years, like a 20-year legacy now, practically. Maybe even longer than that now. I don't even remember yeah. when the first Guilty Gear came out. I think it was we, 90s, yeah. Yeah, we have this legacy to compare it to. If this game came out as it were, everybody would be like, whatever, let's just do... And, like, even me trying to find combos, like, I was trying to find Milia combos, and I was trying to do all these dash combos, 
But then you go see what everybody has found. They're finding all these air dash combos and they land and relaunch and do it again and land and relaunch. Like land and relaunch wasn't really much of a Guilty Gear thing before. And so like I wasn't finding those kind of combos. So while I do think the Gatling is restrictive, I, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people think it is. I think we'll get used to it over time. There's a lot of logic to it. We can't just hit confirm everything off of lights anymore and all this stuff like that. So I don't mind that. So outside of that, like my favorite thing about the game right now is that this is like the game. Like Dragon Ball came close to it, but Guilty Gear Strive is the first game in a long time that I think makes the player feel powerful. Like they make the person playing the game feel like a god when things are happening. And it's why I like the damage. It's why I like the combo meter, which I wouldn't even see while I was playing. It's why I like the giant counter text, you know, that kind of thing. But like when you get these like RC cancels into Pop Buster or when Chip runs up the wall and starts comboing someone while he's running up against the wall, when you knock people through the corner and the shatter with this nice big old hit at the end, everything feels so good about the game and that's been missing for a long time and I I love it. I I just was I was feeling powerful again as I was playing the game and I I've missed that so so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean James said there is that when things happen you feel like a god. I was playing Keats and I had a sick counter confirm that I never practiced and just I just did it on the fly, mm -hmm. and I literally was like, I am fucking godlike. He's like, well, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. But like, yeah, this game is so sick. Like, that was, like, the moment where I was like, okay, I, this, this is the game. This game yeah. is sick. I'm in there. So, yeah. 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 Everything James said. I don't, I mean, I can't even add anything. Like, I, I miss it. I want mm -hmm. it now. I need it in my life. I'm having withdrawals. Yeah. It's going to be a little while. Ugh. I mean, don't say that. And the thing about it is, too, you can see it right now. There's so many people coming from all the different games and trying out the beta, and everybody's enjoying it. So the Dice K's goal of not making it super legacy game, I think, actually kind of worked. You know, I feel like it's able Absolutely, to pull a yeah. lot more people in this way because it is kind of new. Like I said, all my legacy habits aren't necessarily working, yet I still know enough about the characters and how Mega Fist works and stuff like that that I can jump in there, but at the same time I'm learning new stuff, other people come in are learning new stuff, it's, it's, it's a lit, I mean, people say the game is simplified, but you get the freaking RC drift and start throwing that into yeah, everything, people are putting, not that it doesn't seem that simple to me, yeah. Yeah. no, it's not even a little bit. People are using RC drifts for fuzzy guards now and all this other stuff. In, in fault, faultless defense and stuff, too. Dude. Like, the game is going to be so deep. Like, yeah. so it's, it's a Guilty Gear game, man. I don't care mm -hmm. what people want to say. It's it's a Guilty Gear game. I agree. For sure. Yeah, so yeah it definitely seems complicated to me. The little time that I spent with it, um, I remember trying to use, from the previous beta, things like care cancels and and uh, so i tried to also incorporate rc shift and again just a few games <laughs> and uh, i got stomped by somebody online who absolutely knew what they were doing and it was the kind of loss where like i got stomped and i thought it was sick the whole time right. i was like that's <laughs> actually so cool that you can do what you just did the soul player was ruining me and right. it, doing all these really cool things while doing it right. it was it was actually fun 
Oh man. But yeah. Uh, one one cool thing too that I think kind of like shows that it it might have this like larger reach like you were just talking about was that on Twitch as I was watching it briefly during the weekend it had over 40,000 people watching simultaneously mm. which is really rare for fighting games. I checked before we went live here and Street Fighter was like Five to ten thousand, something like that, and it, it just has a brand new patch that came out yesterday. You know, what I mean, right. like that's other games that I that I care about, like are like five hundred, a thousand, like you know, that's that's where fighting games are. And even if this is just the hype of a beta, you know, Max has fifteen thousand of that or whatever it is. Even still, that is a really really cool sign, I think. Yeah, and and you know, like obviously. I just think from a viewer standpoint, the, the counter hit stuff and, you know, even the combo meter is kind of, kind of viewer friendly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I mean, some people are saying that the biggest problem with it is that it's ugly. The font they chose, the, the colors and stuff like that. Mm. There's, I mean, that's definitely legitimate. The, the font is really boring and all this <laughs> stuff, but, you know, the fact that the beat is just like, you know, very white, and so it doesn't actually jump out. Like I said, when I was playing the game, I never saw the combo meter. I never saw the combo meter while I was playing at all, like ever. Now, granted, I don't notice a lot of crazy things. Other people may have, maybe it stuck out to them while they're playing, but as I was playing, I never saw it. And I just think from a viewer standpoint, you know, as silly as it seems and as much as we want to meme on it and everything like that, I think it'll just start making people laugh and people having a good time. It's something for the viewer to be engaged on. You know what I mean? It's like it gives viewer engagement, which is what I think is kind of neat about it. So let's talk about these characters. What do you guys think? Who's good? Who sucks? Who's the worst? Who needs to be uh, nerfed? Who's too I, good? I, mean, I, I, I want to be clear. We can't say nerfed. This is not a release version of the game the build we're playing is probably several months old yeah these are yeah. not these are not buffs and nerfs but in this iteration of the game that we got to play i think ram and milia were both very clearly strong potemkin is very clearly strong and maybe like saul and leo and then there's everyone else hmm. but no one was bad no one is bad everybody's scary everybody can kill you in three to four hits at most. <laughs> Some only need two. Some only need one if you're fighting against Chip. So, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah I, I think the game, if it released like that, it would be fine. But, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Faust was might have been the only character that I felt might have needed a little Ooh. buff. But, to be fair, the only characters I played Faust against were Ramothal and Potemkin. <laughs> <laughs> who are clearly two of the best characters in the game yeah. right now. Uh, I do think Potemkin is suffering from grappler syndrome right now. I do think that he's a little stronger than people think and that, you know, people are you scared of... not as strong? I mean, people are scared of Hammer Fist, but that is so throwable. And I understand now yeah. why Hammerfall break is as slow as it is. Because if in previous games, he was like, Burr, and he's done. You know, like the break was like five frames or something already. But now he's like, and he stops. So you can throw Hammerfall. The problem with it is right now, Megafist is super good. 
I think Megafist is kind of busted. A lot of people probably weren't even Kara Megafisting. You can actually Kara cancel Ooh. 6K into Megafist by doing quarter circle forward, plink kick into slash, uh, kick slap, kick into punch. And he like goes like 1.5 times faster, <laughs> farther than he normally does. Like there was a lot of crazy things. And honestly, the one aspect of Potemkin I don't like, and uh, I mean, I know both David and I don't like this kind of aspect of a grappler. He kind of felt like HDR Zangief to me, in a, <laughs> in a bad way. It was just basically, Shuddering. I'm a screen away, I'm going to slide head, I'm going to hammer fall, or I'm going to mega fist, or I'm going to jump and double jump. And it's just like, I'm just going to pick one. And if you're trying to, it's like, it's impossible to, 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 to keep track of all of them. And so Potemkin is going to get in on you. And that was probably my only complaint about him. And again, this is me using him, but hey, at the same I time... Like you, I like that you say, I think maybe Potemkin had just a little bit of grappler syndrome where he's not so good. And then you compare him to the best version of Zangief that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, who won Evo. Come on, man. The Evo winning Zangief. Fair. But uh, that's why like, I put out that tweet. I put out anti-Potemkin strats because i don't want him to get nerfed because i don't think he's gonna end up as strong after some time after people start figuring out how to play him maybe lower the damage on pop pop buster a little bit but outside of that i don't know if there's really anything they they need to change with him because like tuba was saying like like you were saying like so many of the characters are good in this game like they're strong yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, Ram, Ram and Milia, I think in particular. Milia's playing her own game. She's not. She's not playing. She's playing Exert still. Mm-hmm. Like the the way she moves and her air her air confirms are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I got. I played Familia that air to aired me for like forty percent every time that she met me in the air. It was, it was <laughs> no meter, no RC. Just uh, here, you, eat it, May. Um, yep. So I think those in my mind in particular stick out. Uh, but yeah, like Saul, Kai. Uh, even Faust, May, of course, like uh, every single character, Nagori Yuki, everybody had something that was scary about them. Like I never matched with someone. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to play against this character. That's an easy win. That never happened once. So I think that's a really good thing, actually. Yeah, I would rather have everybody be super powerful than 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 nerfing things down. Absolutely. So, like, Absolutely. I would. The, I don't want Pot to get nerfed. I want other people to be buffed. And this game is yeah. spastic and crazy and, like, overpowered enough that I think it can manage itself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like that would... I mean, if even if it did make a degenerate game, I mean, are we going to sit here and pretend Marvel 3 and Marvel 2 aren't degenerate games? And yeah, right? Love exactly. Them? Right? <laughs> well, those are the games that that have the same kind of thing, where each decision feels like it produces, like, a huge result. Right. And Marvel 3 and Marvel 2 is like that. Uh, I feel like, in retrospect, most of the games that I've really, really liked over my like fighting game career have had that kind of big impact. When something, when it's time right. to do something cool, you can absolutely do something cool. Mm-hmm. You can you can put your personality into the yes. game in games like that. And uh, again, I didn't get that much time to play it, but the time that I did play it and the time that I watched it gave me that same sense too. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I I kind of agree. So I think pot. Ram were super good. I actually strangely never fought any Maze. And I actually never Why didn't you just ask me to play, James? Oh, were you a May player? Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't play a single other character the whole day. Okay, because I heard May is kinda 
people are saying May is kind of degenerate as well, but you know. Yeah, she she's absolutely a Tupperware character. That's this is the <laughs> most Tupperware character since Scratch for sure. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought Kai was super good. Kai is like freaking autopilot the character. Like he just and his button. Buttons All Kai players are idiots from James Chen's mouth. Dude, I, I played Kai without having ever touched him against, like, uh, I forgot who it was. Like, I forgot who it, oh, it was, uh, Olaf's Nago. And, like, mm. I was just doing stuff, but I feel like that was a bad matchup. To be fair, I actually think Nago needs some buffs. I actually think Nagoriyuki needs some buffs. Uh, he might. Although I don't think he's bad in any way, shape, or form. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think, like, God, he wasn't good. I was using him, and I was still winning a lot of my matches online and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe one or two small, very tiny things. Like, the first time you use a special move, you don't add to the blood meter. It's only when you cancel into each other or something like that. But something like that. And that's all it needs, right? Because when he touches you, you die. Like, that's the beautiful thing about that character, right? I mean, you just lose all your life, and every time you hit people with him, it feels good. Oh, man, it feels good. Uh, but honestly, yeah, so back to what I was saying. Pot, Ram, apparently May. I think Kai is really good. I'm surprised because some people were saying that they thought Giovanna was really strong, and I thought she was a little bit on the weaker side. Uh, but I'm glad to hear people saying that she felt strong to them. Uh, yeah, Milia, yeah, you know, Tubo saying Milia. So it just feels like everybody was pretty good. Like I said, my only thing was Faust, and I was playing against Pot and Ram. And Ram, oh god, Ramathal is a problem, but that's another that's another thing. So, <laughs> all right, closing thoughts. Guilty Gear Strive is godlike. I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, inject it right in my veins. Even for uh, Faust, I watched a bunch of Nerd Josh, and he was actually pretty positive about the character. Oh yeah, yeah same okay. thing. Same thing. was scary too. Yeah. All right. Go. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to this. It comes out in April on April ninth, and <laughs> I'll have it before you guys because my local mom and pop will hopefully have it early. I am so hopeful. I'm an I'm an influencer. Maybe they'll give me a copy early too. <laughs> That's true. influencer. Dang. Influencer life, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Soul Soul was really good too. Soul Soul Six H is ridiculous. Soul Six H is the move that punishes everything because it reaches half a screen and is like three frames or something stupid like that. But yeah, sorry. I just I just wanted to. Let's do it. Okay. We're trying to keep to this timetable yeah, down we gotta here. Keep to the time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, all right. Street Fighter V Season 5 is the next thing that we're going to be talking about. And again, there's a ton to say about this. We know now what V-Shift is like. We have all the balance changes. Dan is out. Wow. Man, I guess that's cool. <laughs> Dude, he's so sick. Uh, let's start by talking about the new mechanic about V-Shift, and we can talk about the balance changes in Dan after that. Talk about So the way that it works is you press medium kick plus fierce, and your character does its backdash, essentially. And it seems like it's just the same as the backdash. Um, and as you're doing it, you're invincible. You can do it on wake up. It's instant. Uh, at the end of it, you have recovery frames, so you can actually get crushed mm -hmm. at the end of it. Um, mm -hmm. But there is this like pretty significant time of invulnerability. I think it's 1 through 10, frames 1 through 10, if I recall correctly, which means that, uh, no, that's the, 
after that, you can then do V-Shift Break, which is the follow-up, if you have V-Shifted through somebody else's attack. Right. And that V-Shift Break is where you then have 10 more frames of invul until the second active frame right. of the V-Shift Break. Yeah. Uh, and then V-Shift Breaks are minus two on block. What do you got? No, I was just about to say, one thing I will say about V-Shift Break, I don't remember like how they described to do it. I mean, for me, it's holding the buttons down, right? I've seen yes. some people try to tap it, but hold the buttons down is, is the best way to do V-Break. Um, but Yeah, I mean, they both work. I mean, honestly, when I first saw the mechanic, a lot of people were talking about like, oh my gosh, this seems so good, blah, 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 blah. I, I, it looked like a backdash to me. I, I just figured it was going to be punishable, like, after, towards the end. I didn't think it was going to be super broken, and, like, people trying to V-shift all day in bad locations are just going to be burning through their V-gauge all day. So, uh, I think, right now, its most powerful ability is blowing up very common strings, right? Like... For example, the, 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 the biggest one that I saw was uh, EX Chariot Tackle, right? You can block the first one and then just V-shift through the second hit. There's nothing you can do about that. I was worried because you can V-shift uh, between Crouching Medium Kick into Light Burn Kick with uh, Lucia. So I thought yeah. Lucia would be dead, but if Lucia just does Crouching Medium Kick, nothing. It's weirdly hard to react to it. If you could V-Shift while holding down back, it would have been super easy. But ha forcing yourself to go to neutral instead of left and right makes it weird. I don't know. There's something about yeah, it that, like... It, I agree. I, I like I that a lot, actually. I, I like that you can't just option select block and V-Shift. Right, you have to exactly. get the timing right on it. Not that it's so difficult to time, but, you know... It is a little bit harder than if you were able to block at the same time. Um, so as far as how it's impacting stuff, I still think it's pretty up in the air. But yes. having played a little bit now and watched a little bit now and talked with a few other people about it, um, yeah, I think that it's it's strong without being too strong is kind of my sense of it, that you're going to have to <laughs> use it in knowledgeable situations. Yeah, it's, it's not it's useful. It's useful. It's absolutely useful. But that there are still things that you should probably just block. You should still just take the throw in some situations. Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. still just block and then V reversal in some situations. You could just raw backdash instead in some situations. Or just, you know, throw tech backdash or whatever. Like stuff like that we've already been doing, I think is still definitely useful. And, and it's not people, at least that I've played against and watched haven't been just mashing on it and if they did then i feel like okay you, you win yeah then that's at least in some matchups mm -hmm. totally fine if right i'm playing against a g player and they're using v shift all the time fantastic like this is actually the best yes. <laughs> this is the best uh if it's a colleen or a cody or whatever somebody who has a very dangerous v trigger totally cool yeah if it's some other characters then you know they maybe can do that a little bit more frequently but it, yeah, you, you I think, should be sparing with it, is my yeah. initial read on it, that it's something that you should... That, that you should view as strong without being too strong, again. What I, what I really like about it is there's plenty of counterplay against it. I even said it last week before it came out, like, I don't think... Like, there was the clip where they showed Ryu do standing light punch, and the guy V-shifted through it, and then tried to V-break, and then Ryu V-shifted the V-break and punished him. You know, what right. I like about this is it kind of powers up the light buttons and forces you, for example, yeah. in some block strings to switch up to light attacks. Like, they block crouching strong, you can throw out a jab if they V-shift it. 
they v-shift but they can't punish you now because you just threw out a light punch and in some cases you know uh depending on how, what their timing is i don't know if you can punish it if they actually v-shift it probably not but whatever the case is they can't hit you and so you got them to use that meter for basically essentially nothing there's ways to bait it out you know i mean it, it has killed v reversal a lot because now a lot of people can you know, when they block the V-reversal, they can V-shift it now and kill it, but whatever, V-reversals were, you know, okay. I mean, you could already V-reversal the V-reversal, right? Right, mm -hmm. yeah. exactly. Uh, but, again, I just, I think, I don't think it, it, it impacted the game enough, but not overwhelmingly, so I think it's, like, in the perfect spot right now. I think, I think it's perfect. It will definitely show its head. People will definitely. Oh, yeah. There was that one clip where the cami actually v shifted Sonic <laughs> Boom and supered him, yeah, like which was crazy. Thing. So it's it, it, there's going to be some jank situations, but overall, I think it's it's a it's not bad. I really don't think it's that big of a problem. Yeah, I, I think I honestly think we're just going to see some really big brain plays with it in tournament. And it's going to be really cool, and I think that's what Capcom meant it to be. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's, I, I do think that it blows up some stuff. Like, I think that Honda Butt Slam, EX Butt Slam, is um, difficult to use. Um, yeah, yeah. That's going to be character-specific, of course, and, like, maybe I'm okay with taking the great damage of a V-Shift Break or whatever if yeah. I can, you know, make the opponent not have V-Bar. I don't know. It's something I have to think about. But for other things, the solutions are not as obvious, I guess, or the... Whether you should use V-Shift is not as obvious, or V-Shift Break. Um, for example, on Honda Hands, I was worried you just would always, just as the defender, just always V-Shift out of there. Right. Um, but that's actually not really true. There's a timing with Jab Hands where the opponent can V-Shift through and then punish. Uh, because you're you know kind of still whiffing stuff there, and mm -hmm. then they can punish you for doing that. But if you instead did Medium or Fierce Hands, they can't do that, so now they have to do V-Shift Break. But if you do jab hands and they did V-shift into V-shift break, you can actually be okay. So yeah. uh, it's, that's not as good as it was before for Honda, right? Like there's yeah. this extra mind sure. game in there. But like it also didn't destroy the stuff that he had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I think got... for other characters, it's going to be... Yeah, we'll talk about the balance changes yeah, in a bit. Yeah, then Honda got but, buffed anyway. <laughs> he's okay. He's doing all right. Uh, and, and for the other characters that I care about, I, I think it's kind of the same, the same thing. I mean, one of the things, I mean, it's taken six years for them to do this, but they've finally started trying to add more presentation stuff into the game. The slowdown on V-Shift, I think, will get people, mm. viewers excited. They added little yeah, mini cool. zoom-ins on certain moves now, you know, and I think they look kind of neat. <laughs> I don't mind them at all, so uh, yeah. I like it. I, 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 I'm glad that they're, they're trying to put more aesthetically exciting stuff in the game because I feel like that's been one of Street Fighter V's biggest weakness as a spectator game is that visually it's not an exciting game. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I love about Strive. Strive is beautiful sure. and it's just like in your face and Street Fighter is just so there. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, we're here. There. Yeah, like I didn't feel like that there was Listen enough. Here, Capcom guy. You better calm down or they're going to change your status. Guilty <laughs> your guy, okay? I just, I just felt like uh, the presentation wasn't strong enough. I've talked about this for years comparing Tekken and Street Fighter V. How Tekken yeah. just like updated everything. So yeah, I just, I think it's important.
Well, I'm interested to see how this evolves, but let's talk about the balance changes now. Every character got some stuff. There were some game-wide things, including the fact that now light attacks as anti-airs just kind of don't work if not used in exactly the right moment because characters who are jumping in will actually be invulnerable in the lower part of their hurt box to anti-air light attack. Uh, that is a that's a big one. <laughs> that is a big change. Uh, it's like taking... It's not even taking a hammer for the solution. It's like using a bunch of dynamite to just explode <laughs> the idea of jab anti-airs. Right. Uh, which for many characters is not that big of a deal, but for other characters is like pretty pretty tough news. Suck to suck, Dawson. Yes, it does suck to suck, yeah. Dawson. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely one of those weird changes because... They've never coded a change like that before, where now they've created hurt boxes that are invul to certain strength attacks. Like that, right. what? Like they've had it so that it was invul to jumps, invul to grounded moves, invul to projectiles. But now they're just like, nope, light bunches can't hit this hurt box, and they added a whole new hurt box category in there. And there you go. And, uh, I mean, I don't like. At first, I was like, okay, I can see that's kind of a cool change, but then, yeah, characters like Dalsum that rely on that light punch are really screwed. <laughs> I don't want to overplay it too much. You still can do anti-air jabs. Mm -hmm. It just has to be timed a little bit differently. But there's a specific timing, because I tested this, where characters whose jump attacks don't really hit the ground very well, but nevertheless, that puts them in this state where they're in vault to jab anti-airs, at least for the bottom part of their hurtbox. So you can get these weird interactions where like Dim is pressing stand jab and Fang is falling with jump strong or whatever and it just doesn't touch the so they just phase through each other because <laughs> one's invincible to the other and the other one doesn't hit the other. It's just right. it's, anyway, it's pretty weird. Oh man. Um I I, I don't wanna overstate it though. And then as far as the characters, man, there are some significant winners and I think they're I don't know if there are significant losers, but there are certainly some losers. So, does anybody stand out to you guys as characters to highlight for this? Big winner, I think, obviously, is Ryu. Welcome to mm. the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, he hasn't been in the game um, since something like 2016, 2015, yeah. something like that. Personally, I think I think Balrog and Honda got pretty buffed. I yeah. thought their changes were quite interesting. Um, Rashid took an L. Urian took an L. Guile took an L. Everyone else, I think, got buffed. I mean, oh, I, I what about? Seth, I, don't, I, I, I honestly, I honestly didn't check on Lucia because I was waiting to hear what James said. <laughs> so, I straight oh, yeah. up didn't even look at her changes. The, oh the, no, Sagat, Sagat, like I, Zaph is just laughing. Like Zafarino on his stream was just like doing stuff. And he's like, I can't believe they gave me this. So <laughs> I think I think Sagat is kind of a winner. Uh, I've also seen a lot of positivity from Alex players. Uh, right. Like the light. Alex looked scary to me now, man. I didn't think he was that horrible before. And now I, he looks pretty good. I Nobody was so. horrible, right? Nobody was horrible. Yeah. But they did, they did make stuff better. What's cool about what they did with him is that they didn't just... I feel like the easy route is like, all right, he gets to snowball on command grab, right? Just make his right. command grab, actually. <laughs> but they didn't do that. They were like, here's some other buffs, you know, to, to other things that I think are good. Yeah. Yeah. No, Preserving I mean, a little bit of his distinctiveness. 
I mean, for, I mean, obviously people are wondering about Lucia. The, the thing about Lucia is I really honestly just don't think that they know anything about the character. Um, they, they, they don't know what to do with her. Um, she got only buffs, right? She got, only got buffs. But they just made what was good about her better. They didn't really address any of her weaknesses. Uh, the one significant buff she got was EX up kicks now gives you Oki. That is huge, right? Because that combos off of crouching medium kick, etc., uh, etc. Et but you know, they made it so that you can do a regular fi uh, firecracker into an EX flipper shot. So you can confirm for longer combos. They gave her sweep a little bit better range, but made it more punishable. You know, uh, it's one frame faster. But honestly, they like even in their notes, because shout outs to Capcom, by the way, for the much better patch notes, right? They yeah, yeah, had, they're really good. They're really good. They even had paragraphs talking about what they thought. And literally in Lucia's paragraph, it's like, we noted that she has trouble in mid-range versus character with longer range moves. And they did nothing to solve that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? So... Well have you ever thought, James, that maybe, like, they know this stuff, they just want her to be weak in these areas? Yeah, I mean, that's theoretically could be true, but... I, I'm sure they're aware. I mean, they, 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 they did to collect all the data. Yeah, they even said it, and then they didn't do anything about it. Right. So, and clearly they know. They just are like, that's Lucia. Yeah, Enjoy. I, I, don't, I don't understand the decision, to be honest with you. She's going to be better than she was before. And I feel like she can be a strong character in the hands of a strong player. But again, that strong player using a different character would probably be even stronger. Let's just put it that way. It's just whether you like her style and, you know, you have that character affinity with her. Because, like, I have a, you know, 9-8 frame heavy punch that doesn't reach as far as my standing medium kick, which has shorter range than Akuma standing medium punch. Which, by the way, is bufferable and plus on block, and mine is not bufferable and it's minus two on block. You know, or I can use Cami with a seven frame heavy punch that combos into a drill and gives me Oki every single time. You know, like, I, it, there's just, like, to me, there's, if you wanna play Lucia, you're doing it because you like the character and you like the style, not because she's gonna give you the best chance to win. So that's, that's just, like, how I feel about her. So it's just kind of made me sad that they didn't really give her what I felt like she needed. They didn't fix things like people falling through her EX uppercut, you know, stuff like that. Which it's, kind of it's always going to be like that, though. There's no patch that I've ever seen that does what I think should be done with the character. Uh, yeah. You know, e even if they end up buffing the character. Like for Honda, they didn't do what I felt that they should have done. They did way more than that. But they didn't <laughs> do what I felt that they should have done right but that's i don't know that that's a reason to not play or to play a character you know because it's just never going to be the case that they'll right, right, do what right. you want them to do uh as far as honda goes yeah he's good, he already good. <laughs> you know what i want to say thank you to all the japanese tier list creators that put him at the bottom <laughs> yes thank you so much for doing that and and no. just helping this already high tier character just move on up in the world. Oh, high tier! What do you mean? So, if I may quote, when it came to close combat, he had few offensive opportunities to land a strike or oicho throw, making it difficult to overcome the opponent's blocks. He had so few, so few. 
I mean, to be fair, love it. Like you did say, V shift hurts him a little bit. V shift hurts it headbutt. It does. V shift hurts butt slam. Maybe they kind of knew, and they were like, "All right, we'll give him some buffs because V shift kind of messes him up a little bit." And, I and, definitely think that's true. Yeah. So I think I think that uh, uh, that might be it. But but for people who are wondering what he got, so he now has a faster stand medium kick and crouching medium kick, and they can and like, combo more plus on hit and block. And yeah, it's more plus. Uh, yeah, that's right. And his down forward roundhouse is more plus on block, and headbutts lead to plus. Uh, lead, always lead to Oki. You got to guess whether there's going to be a back tech or a right. normal tech. Like or, everybody, you know, that's, yeah. Uh... That's right. That's how the game is. Um, so, but he does get Oki on headbutt, which is basically new. And in the corner, he gets big damage combos, oh, yeah. juggles out of headbutts, and mid screen. If you're fancy enough to do the target combo into medium hands, which is easier now, you can then do medium headbutt, which is easier now as a juggle, um, into Oki as well. And his V skills faster, meaning that maybe it's an anti-air now because it is faster. And if you do that properly, you're getting like 300 damage out of anti-airs with this character. And also V trigger one headbutts are buffed. They're safer on block. They're now minus two. And for some reason you can do headbutt <laughs> And then cancel it into the V-Trigger headbutt? I don't even know why. So now you can be full screen with Punish the Dalsum with Stan Fierce into headbutt and then cancel that into headbutt follow-up, headbutt follow-up super for 500 damage or yep. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and those are all great changes. I am surprised that they did that. I really am. I really <laughs> didn't think that there was going to be much in the way of changes for the character. Again, I think that it probably is true that V-Shift hurts him more than it does some others. It's just... I don't know if he needed all that, but I am here to party, and so yeah. is everybody else who plays Honda. Yeah, honestly, it's just, I again, I, I don't, I don't really think that they know some of their own characters. To be honest with you, like Honda and Lucia, two characters who remember all, didn't make top sixty-four at Evo Japan last year at all. You know, the only two characters that didn't make top sixty-four at Evo Japan. Yeah. Maybe there's just not a lot of people using them to, to give information. I mean, you would think mm. that Daigo stream of him playing Honda and being like, Honda's a really well-designed character and blowing everybody up would have changed. Honda him. has been the number one winning character on CFN for three months in a row now. For an entire year, actually. Oh, for an entire year. Wait, was he? They have the yep. data, James. For actually they an entire year. <laughs> oh, shit. I, 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 I've, I've, they know Every stuff. month of the year. They have <laughs> actual data. Like, they know this stuff. This, but, these are intentional choices, I think. Well, but I, I think, think that for, for Honda, it is a case of not many people playing him. And the only people who are playing him are people who, like, are really into it. You know? So it's not like... Ryu was on the lower end of things, but also everybody's playing him. So he's going to yeah. get a lot of fluff who bring it down the win rate even more. And Honda's the opposite of that. So most of the characters who are on the higher end of that list have been, like, Fang and Vega and just, you know, again, characters that are weirdos. Um, so I don't think that that's super useful as data. Again, though, I didn't really think that Honda needed these things. Right. But I'm here to party. I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that much. And then as far as uh, other characters go, I agree with you guys. Uh, Scott, Ryu stand out to me as characters who got nicely changed. Um, I'm going to go back to the character list here because I always have to do that. Um, uh, well, I do like what they did with... Oh, what? I was just going to ask, I mean, because this is another one of those big elephants in the room and stuff like that. Uh, 
what do you think of Dalsum? Like, obviously, the, the, yeah, the he's nerf in trouble. when he's floating, he gets counter hit and knocked down. So while he's floating, if you hit him, like, life sucks for him. Do you, <laughs> do you feel like it's as bad? Because, I mean, obviously, certain Dalsum players are saying that he is clearly bottom five now, completely useless. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I don't want it to be, like, the same way as last season where all the Dalsums were like, he didn't get enough. He's still bad. And then it ends up that he's pretty good. Like, he wasn't top tier, but he was pretty good. So I'm open to the idea that V-Shift will help him out a lot. That's what Capcom seems to think. Right. I, I can... What's strange to me is that they seem to think that it helps him offensively, when in my mind, it's like he gets to go back to defense more often. So I don't really know. Um, but th that could be the case. It's just, yeah, stand jab nerfed is more impactful for him than for most. Crouching jab, uh, crouching strong is slower as an anti-air, unfortunately, one frame slower. And this change to the Visco one, and there's something else that I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, his throw loops in the corner yeah, aren't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know that all that needed to happen, but yeah, maybe he still will be okay. I think that's just difficult to say. Yeah. I really like, I want to call this one out. I really like what they did with G. They changed him in some ways. There's some nerfs in there, some buffs in there. But one thing that I really like is that they're trying to highlight his level up system more. Right. So now mm -hmm. there there is more of a reason to do level three because you can cancel specials into specials like you can in uh, V Trigger One, which is cool. And if you're activating V Trigger One, it will last longer depending on what level you were in when you got into it, which gives you, again, an incentive to like make sure that you're in a certain level first. So it's accentuating that style of the character without like making him bad. Right. I think that's a, a really nicely done. Yeah, Seth's slightly nerfed. Like, I think that this is... It's a, it's a good list of changes overall, even if I don't agree with, with all of them in, in each case. Um, all right, let's talk about the man. Let's talk about the man. I love... Let's talk about... My boy! I love, My boy, Dan! I love that Dusk found an infinite with Dan. Like, that just, like, throws everything into exactly how it should be, right? <laughs> like, Dan has an infinite combo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't um, tried learning it. I know it's going to go by. Yeah, soon, it's going to so. go away. Yeah. It's going to go away. Yeah, but sure. I'm, I really like Dan. And after having seen him, right, we've seen trailers and little playthroughs and stuff. I thought that I would like him, and I definitely do. I like his... First of all, like, everything he does is plus, almost. <laughs> He's like constantly... Either plus or safe. It's like, worst case is minus two. Uh -huh. And even his sweep, which is definitely punishable, is pretty far, and some characters are going to have trouble punishing that. Right. Um, so he's... I like the new roundhouse button that he has that gets the party started from kind of, like, almost half screen. It's really far. I really like the V-Skill 2 that lets you do cancels normal into V-Skill 2 into then a normal or a special afterward. That, to me, gives him really interesting pressure. It makes it so that his pressure is hard to get a read on and hard to make like an obvious flowchart for. He's not the kind of character where you're going to have one thing that you do every time. Right. You're going uh... to be freestyling with the character on offense constantly. And I'm sure some things will be better will be better than others, but like you're gonna be mixing things up big time and it's just gonna be whatever runs through your head at the moment, which is pretty fun, I think. I'm really looking forward to learning that. But it is complicated. There's a lot right. to know. And, that's and each each V skill two is a different timing out of each button. Mm -hmm. So you're mm -hmm. it's there's so much to know about the character, but I do think that <laughs> when you know all the stuff, 
that he does seem to me uh, to be a strong offensive character who can move in pretty well. And with V-Skill 1, which lets you basically do Dan kick from round start position and then end up in minus two with the little taunt at the end. Right. Uh, it lets you it lets you roll in after fireballs. It lets you it gives you cooler combos. Like he has a lot of strength. I think I don't know that I think he's a fantastic character, but he's at least pretty good. I would say. Right. I mean, the thing about it is like uh, I like V skill too because it actually requires a lot of execution. You know, because yeah. of the timing constantly, you know, you're trying to do things and, you know, it's, it's you can miss it. You can miss it yeah. very easily. And if you end up just taunting, he's actually minus six. He's punishable, right? So it's it's actually kind of neat. And, uh, yeah, I mean, were it not for all the buffs that Ryu got, I mean, my joke about Dan being higher tier than Ryu that I put on High Fight's tweet would have actually came true. But, you know, someone yeah, actually did point out to me that... All the new Street Fighter players coming from Fortnite can't just pick up their boy and have him be bad. So they had to buff wow. you up a little bit. So. Wow. I really do like Dan, though. I think he's going to be a lot of fun for me to learn. I I don't think I'm going to stick with Dalsam and Zangief. I'm, I don't know that I think that they'll be terrible, but... What? I just you're feel like I'm... bailing on Geef, too? I just feel like I'm less interested. You coward. Yeah. You coward. <laughs> I'm not a... That was your boy. You can't bail on him. That's he is up. my boy, but I have bailed on him in the past, actually, when he's been oh. on the lower end of things. When Abigail came out and Geef, this was like season three, I think. I absolutely, first of all, Geef already died. He was often <laughs> on vacation in Siberia for at least a year. And so when Abigail was out, yeah, of course, I was just playing that character. I mean, so I, there's precedent for this. Ever since Honda came out, I never felt like that was his boy anymore. No, For me, it's been Honda. David has just been Honda all day, so it has absolutely been Honda. But I think it's going to be really fun to play Dan as well. I don't know that they'll have different matchups. I feel like they might have the same like strengths and weaknesses, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. I don't know that much about Dan at this point. It just came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's I think he's neat. I was surprised at how cool he was, and there's a yeah. lot of little funky things about him, and uh, yeah, I was just, I, they definitely did not have any idea to make him bad, like, they, they, yeah. they, and that was the nice thing about it, and he's still a total dork and a goofball, and his yeah. super, I mean, I don't know if you saw the picture that I put up, that was basically in training mode, and the damage said 3,600 that I did on Dan. <laughs> I hit 3,600 damage in one hit to Dan because at the end of his super taunt, he takes double damage. <laughs> and uh, we charged up Mika's mic all the way. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Poor Dan. That's great. And they, That's great. They even gave Dan a tea bag too, which is also yeah, they did. super yeah. Mika as well. Mika has one with him. Yeah, right? they gave one to Mika just to hurt yeah, Knuckle Dude. <laughs> oh, I thought she... I thought that was there. That's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, he seems fun. I'm very excited to play him more often. Oh, the Mika and... one was fake? Oh, okay. That one oh, yeah, was that's, fake. That's Mika's just like regular standing there position, I'm uh, pretty sure. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I know I've seen that animation in the past. But I know we have So yeah, Dan Dan's a lot of fun. Um as far as other stuff. It does seem like there are some issues with the game yes. that came out. There's mm -hmm. some glitches. So, for example, Akuma has a T-pose that came out somehow. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abigail has a glitch. Oh, shift, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abigail has an issue. I've seen a few other character-specific things as well. But probably the most impactful is that the audio is now mono only, no yeah. longer stereo. So if you're a player who plays without sight, you no longer can hear like where characters yeah. are relatively speaking. You don't even know what a... side you're on anymore. Yeah, exactly. You just you just don't know. So that's a huge problem, and I feel like is almost certainly not intentional. I don't you think this is probably just them screwing up in some way? They didn't realize it because. Unless you have somebody who is blind who's playing and helping you test. I don't know that you would right. specifically notice mm -hmm. that. Either that or yeah. there was just some really boneheaded decision like, let's do this so that when we stream it in this situation online, it would be, you know, like some crazy thing like that. But it is definitely something that needs to be fixed. Like this, without yeah. question, we need a yeah. patch for this yeah. now. Quickly, quickly. Totally. Yeah. A lot of people can't play right now, so that sucks. It does suck, yeah. And again, I just—it seems like the kind of thing that wasn't on purpose because it's been no, I, I, the whole time. I don't think it was. I don't think they did it maliciously or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah, right, right. Anyway. Oh, that's All right, right. Cool. They also made the back rolls have a cloud poof animation and a different voice for everybody, so you can actually react to back rolls uh, differently now. They did, yeah. So I did not know. Yeah, back rolls create a little poof cloud now. It's like everybody farts the back roll, basically, and yeah. they all have a different voice clip. So everybody who back rolls says something different now, so you can use yep. audio and visual to react to it one way or the other. The cloud can be hard to see, but it's definitely there, so it's something that you can react to. Very cool. That's yeah. I'm, Thanks for letting me know, because I honestly had no idea somehow. <laughs> yeah, Slinky awesome. Jim, Dan has a weird floating jump. If only in V skill two, I think it is. If you jump and taunt right away, he floats way higher because in V, v skill one. Oh, it's V skill one. He gets an air taunt, and if you do it, he goes woo, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. So <laughs> yeah, he had that in uh, Street Fighter Four as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I guess that's it for that. Yeah, eleven is a random character that doesn't change mid round. I think that's kind of what we expected. Yeah. So. I mean, it would have cool. been it would have been hard because it would have required a lot of loading time in between. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind that change. So not a surprise. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about something else. We move on. The CPT 2020 season final. Oftentimes we talk about tournaments at the end, but I wanted to talk about this earlier because it was cool, and also because we're going to have Rob TV on pretty soon, who's going to be talking about this mm -hmm. in part. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it was the replacement for Capcom Cup, which went through what at least three different redesigns. There was the normal one where before we all knew right. that COVID was going to happen. Then there was the one where they first knew that COVID was going to happen. Then there was the DR one that they announced for like three weeks or something. Maybe yeah. it was a month. And then that changed. And then it finally landed on this of all the players playing online. It was essentially an invitational for players who had qualified, but not in every case. Some of them were actually just invited. Right. Um, and it was online, and it was regional. So, you know, we didn't see any online problems, um, and I didn't hear any players say that they had online problems. Because, yeah, they were all, like, Angry Bird and Big Bird played, and they were probably in the same building while they were doing it. <laughs> 
So, you know, for, for many of these, it, it seemed like it was good. And the matches were super cool. It was all online. But what was more cool for me was that the commentary was offline. And again, it was in Burbank, so very close for me. If I had had to travel for it, I don't know that I would have done it. Because right. it's, you know, COVID is definitely still happening. But I just had the luck to be able to drive there. So, dude, my first time seeing anybody who I'm not related to <laughs> in person. And not just at, like, the random grocery store, which I, you know, I got to go to the grocery store. But uh -huh. other than that stuff, since probably March of last year, and I haven't even seen my parents in a couple of months. We right. didn't even do Hanukkah, right? So um, my, my brother and his wife have a new baby. I haven't seen them. Like, I haven't been doing anything. So to meet up in person with people, and we didn't do, we didn't hug, we didn't high five, we didn't shake hands. We were still maintaining distance. We had a mask on, we had COVID testing, we were all negative. We had to take a temperature every single time we walked in the building. Like there were still all these regulations. And, you know, if we weren't on camera, we had to have the mask on, we had to be distant. Even still, just being able to see other people in person and say like, hey, how are you over there? How was your last 11 months since I've seen you? Like that kind of thing was a trip. I, it was very weird at first when I walked out of the car and I saw somebody else there. It was weird. It honestly was a kind of like a little sort of sudden pang of like, uh-oh, like a real uh-oh feeling. But after that, I got used to it again and, and it was great. It was great to see somebody else. Welcome to old school fighting game feelings where we only saw each other once a year, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it did used to be like that. Although in the meantime, I would see many other people. Right. <laughs> to yeah, be fair, this time I have not. Uh, uh, so that was good. And the people who did it are the same people who did Street Fighter League. And they have had, they've been doing events and stuff the whole year. And they haven't had any COVID problems the whole time because they're all taking it seriously. Good. So there was, just, there was a lot of stuff to give me confidence. And I still feel fine. Um, every time I got back afterward from being there, I would shower immediately. As soon as I got home, all the clothes go right in the hamper, you know, just despite all of these precautions, it still was a lot of fun and it was still great to see people. And mm -hmm. I was really happy for Rob and Brian and St. Cola who, um, you know, haven't been at something that's either live or that is this high profile before. I think that they all did a great job. Ficious and Tasty Steve did great for sure. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun to, to do it. Can you hear about my shower tech? <laughs> so anyways, I actually watched every single match. Did you really? Uh, you like this I game. I know you do. I watched. No, I was I was watching for Sankola, Brian F and Rob TV. Mm. 100% because I just wanted to see those guys do their thing for the first time ever so that was pretty cool I, I enjoyed watching them watching them work i thought that you and brian and rob were a huge highlight uh, i nice. really really liked the analyst stuff you guys were very natural it seemed like you had done it together before when you haven't so that was really cool yeah it was really well done thanks man yeah we were just trying to i wanted to make it as easy as i could for those guys because i knew that they hadn't been in situations like this before I mean, you know, again, Rob has, he did stuff for Street Fighter League, but this is the live nature of this. Like, I wanted to make it as conducive as possible. I think in 
a different situation with different people. I may have been like more vocal about my own opinions, but I just wanted to make sure that like they were feeling good and sure uh, that it, yeah, they went, you did a good job. Went well yeah, back and forth. Great. So thanks, dude. Yeah, it was it was great. I uh, really enjoyed it. As far as the matches, I thought there were some really really good ones. I thought that CJ Truth versus Mandrake, even though it was a 4-0, was like just an absolute clinic and footsies and amazing from CJ. That player, I feel like if there had been a Capcom Cup, like that dude would have been a threat. He he would have been a big threat to go super deep. Yeah, uh, Luffy blew up Phenom four to one, and as yeah. good as Luffy is, I feel like that was a surprise. That was surprising. Yeah, I agree. Um. Big Bird versus Angry Bird was also really good. I really enjoyed Takamura versus Infectious. That may have been the set that I enjoyed maybe the most, or maybe like second to the most, because it was just so such high level play on both sides. They were just so super, super, super good. And even though it ended up four two, I felt like it could have been four two the other way as well. Uh, so really fun. And Iodon versus Smug was the highlight naturally. It was four to three yeah. down to the final round. That was yeah, great. That was that was my favorite match. Yeah, that yeah, maybe I should say that too. Because honestly, that was super, super good. And then Daigo versus Gachkun. Gachkun with Rashid on V Skill 2, which was a treat as well. So a lot of great matches. Um you know, it's it was a super weird year. This year is also weird. And they teased at the end that there's gonna be some CPT announcement. I don't know what that's gonna be. But I guess they're going to be trying to work on stuff still. Hopefully and plausibly by the end of this year, like maybe it really is different. It, it really could be that case. So if it, things keep trending where they are, we'll yeah. be all right October ish. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. so that would be cool. That is that is the hope here. Um, anything else to say about this? Hats off to everybody involved. Yeah, it was cool. I'm sure the planning uh, was difficult. They made it work. I think I think Daigo would have won if Capcom Cup actually happened. It's a good, a, good bet. He had a broken pinky and he beat Gachakun. <laughs> that's true, that's true. You know what's funny is they, they, they told us not to bring that up because they weren't sure whether that was going to like be impactful or not or like, I don't know. All right. Whatever, but yeah, I, I was I was very curious about how that would go as well. Uh, but he, yeah, he looked super sick even still. It was amazing. Yeah. As far as, dude, could not have bet against Daigo if it was Capcom Cup, but I feel like Idom and you know Tokido didn't even make it into this, but I probably would have had him up there. And again, CJ, I just feel like is so good, so good. In fact, if that dude, my boy, if he streamed, if he traveled, like if he had his name out there more, I feel like he would frequently be in that conversation for best player because I Look, man, CJ's so good. a good looking kid. He's having well pre COVID. I'm sure he was out having fun. He wasn't worried about Street Fighter at, at the time. Yeah. But I think maybe COVID may have like made him go, huh, I have to stay home and play video games. I should get good at Street Fighter again. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. With his <laughs> so, uh his skating hockey cami that he always uses. Exactly, yeah. He is a big hockey fan. He likes the lightning. He is. Yeah, he played hockey. He was a hockey player. All right. Well, I guess that's it for season final. Anything else yeah, to say on that uh, one? No, I, I, James, I have nothing. I'm good. It was great. Cool. I mean, I thought it sucked because it was missing something clearly, dude. I think the event sucked because <laughs> it was definitely missing a very key component. So that's all. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna rag on you because I didn't make the last Capcom Cup, and it definitely felt bad. You um, know, to be fair, I've never made one, so oh, 
That's, Every that's year I'm disappointed. Not really. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The game that <laughs> you love. Marvel, if they had Marvel, I would be pissed. I'd be <laughs> yeah. throwing stuff right now. Still, I'd be mad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I'm. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I. Just... <sighs> Next year, James. Next year. I think it'll be more back to normal. I imagine. All right. Cool. Well. You want to take a break and we can have Rob TV come on and we'll have a chat with him after that? Yep, sounds good to me. Oh, are we, we're back? Okay. I think we're back. I think we're yeah. back. Yo, 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 yo. Sorry about that, everybody. We just had uh, a few things to work out there. James had to step away. Um, he'll be back later, I, I expect. Uh, but just, yeah, had to step away briefly. Um, we have Rob TV here as the guest. Thanks a lot for joining What's us. Going on? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. on, man. I know I know that you had a, a very busy weekend, so I appreciate you, you know, coming on uh, on a Tuesday night. That's that's awesome. Yeah, dude, Yo, for sure. It's, yeah. wow. it's always a blessing to be with the legends, the OGs. When did you get home? Yo, I got home what yesterday at like uh like eight something PM. I haven't even played the new update yet. The Street Fighter Five update. What? What's that's up? Tough. We see you in the chat. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit rough, but I like I'm super happy to be home. The only thing I miss when I'm uh, when I do leave, I don't miss the hotels and all that stuff like that, or even like just the, even the cities. But I do miss being on set. Being on set is like the funnest thing in the world to me. Let's talk about this. So, so this last year, maybe a year and a half for you, has been full of changes, right? So you've been you're a strong player, um, and you have kind of turned that now into being on camera as well. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, even saying that, bro. But um, you know. It's so weird because it's one of those things where, uh, you know, when they say like, you can't really connect the dots looking forward, like only like looking back. Um, that's kind of how it feels like, uh, how it feels with this whole getting into the, the media side of things. Like, I'm sure we'll probably like get into the details or whatever at some point as to how I even yeah. got into hosting and stuff. But yeah, in general though, I love it. I think that it's, uh, hmm, can, I, can I say that? I feel like it's more like in, in in general there isn't like stability, no matter what. I feel like when it comes to doing uh, esports stuff, you just gotta love to do it and just hope for the damn best. But you know, I'm somebody who's obviously willing to uh, take that risk, and I do think that there is uh, more stability and more people you can touch by doing the media side of things as well as being a player instead of just doing the player side of things, you know? So I think that, that part's been really dope for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead, David. Well, no, you, you should go first because I'd like to hear the whole story of how it happened, but if you got a question beforehand, go Oh, first. yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I agree with you on the stability thing, man. You can, if, if, you know, 340 players enter a tournament, maybe eight of them make money. If you're commentating top eight finals, you're getting paid no matter it's what. It's guaranteed, bro. So. And, it's, and it's not like I'm trying to say that, oh, I'm not trying to say like, oh, commentators or media, I'm not saying people have it easy on the media side, or I guess now I'm on that side too, but it's not, I'm not saying people have it easy on that side or anything like that, because of course there's still, that still has its drawbacks. But in general, I feel like if you can position yourself well, and uh, you know, if you're good at it, like the legends, like my man, uh, uh, you know, David and James Chin and stuff, of course I mainly know, I mainly know Street Fighter commentators. So, I, David, you remember I was doing the whole my GOAT uh, commentator tier list, or like my top five or whatever. And 
you know, of course I had uh, Ultra Chin on there and play, uh, people like that, but I think if you can be good enough at it and you're somebody who is, who the community knows you're not some damn leech and you actually have passion <laughs> for what you do, you know, bro, because people see through that leech stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's obvious. You know what I mean? Like, Especially in the FGC, having that kind of credibility is huge. You know, even, yeah. it's not even the case that people in the FGC will accept commentators from outside of the FGC. Obviously not. But, like, you can't go from, like, Street Fighter to Tekken or whatever without Bro. having put in the work first or whatever, vice versa, right? Like, you Yeah, there's no, there's no backstory here. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. Sure. Like, I'm like, bro, I've damn, I've played in too many damn money matches or too many tournaments getting salty as fuck or, you know, I'm oh, sorry to swear. Like, swear. Cool, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Good. But yeah, you know, getting salty as fuck and like driving. My car was extra shitty at the time. Like I was driving all around the damn Midwest of tournaments. Everybody over here can vouch, you know, everyone in the Midwest. And, you know, there being no... I mean, there was a time when I was so I was so uh, mad with it with the way the FGC seemed to be going business wise. I remember because I was looking, I was looking. This is when remember we had that big influx of team sponsors and stuff, and a whole lot of money just got poured in out of nowhere. And of course, it didn't end up ending too well, unfortunately. Um, Who could have thought? I, I won't even say. <laughs> I won't say unfortunately even the market corrects it, corrects itself right um but when I'm looking at that I'm like damn I'm up here I'm trying to do my content like and trying to you know entertain people so on so forth and I'm looking and I'm like these teams don't even require players to make any content or anything like that like just go to a tournament go home and if you place well enough often enough then we want to sponsor you like who cares about the actually pushing a product or X Y Z? So I'm thinking and I'm like, yo, I, I always thought that people like Mike Ross, um, I always thought people like K Brad, I always thought those guys were really cool. You know what I mean? When I was getting into the scene, and then I'm seeing, I'm like, yo, it seems like personality is not really all too valued. And um, luckily, eventually, I had came to a and and that had made me stop focusing on my content. So if you ever look at my YouTube channel, there's a big gap. Sorry if I'm talking too long, by the way. No, please. No, that's, uh, that's what we brought you here for. Yeah, Talk. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. So, look. So, there's this big gap on my YouTube channel for, like, it was, like, a year, bro, where I didn't post anything because I was focusing so hard on improving as a player. And I did get much better, right, in game. But eventually, you know, like, my dad follows everything closely, for example. And he talked to me a lot. And, you know, I just, my I, for some reason, my outlook changed. And I realized it's like, yo, it's not even about the – the whatever money you can get from doing content, like doing YouTube videos and stuff, you're not really gonna make no damn money unless you make it, unless you damn Maximilian do not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Like you got to be up there. So, but eventually I came to conclusion. I'm like, damn. When I go to these tournaments, there's people that you know are fans of mine or whatever. It always feels weird even saying fans. Like I feel like <laughs> like you, like like you think you hot shit or something like that. I don't. You know what I mean? Like the Hollywood shit is like a persona or nickname give to me you know what i mean like i'm yeah. not actually um but there's people who consider themselves fans like that's what they would say mm. and they'll bring up how a video touched them from over a year ago or something like that and i'm like damn that's more important than all the other stuff anyway because you built in like a connection and relationship mm. you know so i got back on the content side and different people seen that and noticed that and you know it ended up eventually turning into the stuff i'm doing now 
Well, okay, so let's you referenced you driving around the Midwest with your car. I, I kind of want to know the story like from the start. How did you find the FGC? How did you get into it? How did you decide to take it seriously in the first place? Right. Okay, all right. So this shit is fucking OD, bro. All right. So yeah, why do I always gotta swear, bro? I would never be esports. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, yeah, you just you just wore this past weekend. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, it's totally cool. So, yeah. All right, look, so I'm Street Fighter 4 comes out. So me and my uh my dad get Street Fighter 4 because my me and my dad compete in video games like we've competed in video games forever. Now when I say compete, I don't mean go to tournaments. I don't talk about playing at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> me and my dad, I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest of, of my siblings. So I play against my brothers and all that stuff too. But mainly me and my dad was a rivalry. And we talk hella shit all the time. You know? Okay. So uh we I mean we played Street Fighter, Tekken, damn Mario, golf, Mario, everything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean everything. 2K Madden, WWE, SmackDown, no mercy, chat. Hey, chat, come on now. WWF, no mercy. Come on, bro. All, all of that, the classics. We competed in everything. So my trash talk. My trash talking and stuff was built up early. Like my, I feel like my personality type, which to me is a gift and a curse. I think my personality type that was built up for sociological reasons. I feel like that shit was like, it was built through my dad and coming from like an inner city area. And I wasn't like the quiet kid. I was roasting it, but we call it roasting where I'm from, but cracking jokes and all that. Right. So on the bright side and make it so that I'm a loud ass dude. <laughs> so I'm not scared in front of cameras. On the negative side, there are some people who might be turned off by it and be like, oh, you know, this guy's like, oh, that's over the top. Or some people think that I'm putting hey, on a fucking Rob, show Rob, when I'm not. How old are you? I was just going to ask. 20, yeah, I'm 27. Jesus, oh. you, sound, you sound like 24-year-old Tupperware. I was legit going to say 23 or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's you know, right, everybody right, think yeah. I'm, yeah, bro, yeah. You, you sound exactly like me, like literally... Jesus Christ, 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm so old. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to you talk. I'm like, wow, that's you're describing me. You're me. All right. Bro, dead ass, bro. And, and, and so I, I feel like it's like a, that shit's like a gift and a curse to be like that. But I think it's that's more good than more good than harm. But anyway, back to the story. So um, we playing Street Fighter 4 around that time. Now, I didn't know tournaments or shit like that existed at all. So uh, boom, damn. Now, look, when Okay, I don't know if y'all can laugh. Y'all can laugh at this, right? So when a black motherfucker say boom, or like, all right, so boom, like that, or something like that, that means the story getting good. So, so boom. So then we move on. I see they ain't want to laugh. They ain't want to risk it because it's Black History Month. See, look, that's smart, but that's brand safe. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, they still ain't. <laughs> I'm so fucking childish, bro. You're <laughs> 23. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right. So, uh, eventually, when I'm playing Street Fighter 4, eventually I go off to college and stuff. And I met this dude, I'm playing rank, and there's a dude named Cosmaster. Shout out to my mans. You know, he's a polarizing guy. He does have some wild ass opinions. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not standing by all of them, but he's a smart guy. I'm playing rank, I run to this Ryu player. He he invites me to a lobby. Now, I'm not even, I mean, to a party. I didn't even know people in Street Fighter talk to each other. You know how in, back in the shooting games of Xbox Live, you, like people will be talking in the damn, yeah. th through the voice right, chat. Okay, yeah, so. Okay. I didn't even know, except for the random obnoxious motherfuckers in rank that are just banging music through their fucking yeah. headphones, thinking that shit sound cool, you know. And so he invites me to this replay lobby that they had in Street Fighter Four, and he was like, "The first thing he says is, what do you want to learn?'" Like, bro, what the fuck? Like, hey, 
What are you talking about? I sound like Morpheus or some shit. And <laughs> long story, long story short, he ends up becoming like a uh, he. He's the one who told me about that there was like Street Fighter, a Street Fighter for a Facebook group and things like that. And at that point, I just got into this shit heavy, into this stuff heavy. And um, uh, after that, I still wasn't competing, but like I said, I'm, I'm in college, but I'm still I'm practicing seriously. I just never really played offline in Street Fighter 4. So I just always got to acknowledge Kaiser Master and my guy Anthony X Draven because they helped me out a lot early on, like just teaching me stuff and letting me know that there was a tournament scene. But then when people, I guess, got to know me as a Street Fighter 5. So in Street Fighter Five, um, so I'm still in college in 2016, right? But I only have one year of college left, and I dropped out. Now, when I and I was at a good school, business school. Now, when I say I dropped out, I'm not saying I dropped out to play Street Fighter or whatever. Even though I don't think motherfuckers should. I think people always try to shit on somebody chasing their dream for one. Just want to put that out there too, like, bro. You know, if I if a muff, if motherfucker did want to do that, I would not suggest a kid to do that off rip. But I'm saying, yeah. I, I wouldn't suggest it. But if somebody is dead set on that, do what you want to do. You're gonna die one day, right? So, anyway, I left. I just knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur in general. That was I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I thought I was gonna start some type of some type of business. Like you know how sometimes people get uh, go down a rabbit hole of the self help books and. What like so you know? I remember being in. I was specifically in a microeconomics class, and I asked a fucking question to my teacher, and she was like, "Oh well, we're not on that part yet." Not like I was that smart. Well, I'm not saying I'm not smart, but I'm saying it's not like I'm not trying to position it as if I was just a super intelligent ahead of the class guy. It wasn't like that. It's just that I hated how structured it was. It didn't make sense to me that it was that structured. So I left. Yeah, and I wanted to do entrepreneurship. So when I left. I happened to go move to Columbus. Me and my girl, we moved to Columbus and they had locals here. So I started going to the local tournaments. This is when I'm first starting to compete offline in Street Fighter Five. Actually, I'm sorry, my first ever, this is a quick, my first ever offline tournament was something called Cleveland Clash. I drove like two hours and it was around Robin and I smoked everybody. So you gotta think, I thought I was fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trash. It was around Robin, like, but I thought I was got like, um, I still have the picture. I actually even, I don't see where it's at, but I even still had the certificate. Um, but anyway, so, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. oh yeah, so what happened, 2016? Oh yeah, yeah, so I'm playing in these little local tournaments, and before I know it, I'm beating everybody's ass in the local tournaments in Columbus, Ohio. So at that point, my boy starts telling me about, like, I'm hearing about, I mean, well, no, I'm watching major events and shit. Like, I saw a knuckle do at Capcom Cup and all that, mm -hmm. but it's kind of weird to imagine now that I, I was, like, just, like, a fan of these motherfuckers and stuff. Yeah. You know, and um, I went to my first major and final round. And, you know, since then I've been, you know, there's a lot of details, but I ain't trying to like talk your ear off on the shit. But yeah, before I knew it, I was like a player, a Street Fighter 4 a spot, like player. Um, and it, I would say that like skipping a lot of details, it was stuff kind of took off kind of fast. I, I would say or very fast because 2017 final round is like what? Final rounds are what? March or April or something March, like that? Yeah. yeah, so my first major is that. But then I didn't go to another major until SCR. And then I went to NEC, which I my friend, uh, you know, had convinced me to go. Mm -hmm. And that's in December, the end of 2017. But I got second place. And I was like going and teabagging everyone and... You know, I just had a real underdog mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In hindsight, I don't regret anything, but I wouldn't do that shit now. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, but in the end of the day, that shit ended up making a, even though some people had some negative stuff to say, it ended up getting my name out there. I wasn't trying to do that. That's just how I was. But, you know, and I didn't realize at the time, by the way, that like, I wasn't used to being playing on stream. I didn't realize that people aren't seeing all your interactions with these people you're playing against mm -hmm. to know you guys are cool. They're only seeing oh, a few yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm teabagging Chris G and Dan Slip and stuff, they don't know that I'm like, yo, much love, bro, da, 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 and it's all good. So, and these guys don't know me. They don't know enough. Uh, you clear, you clearly hate all of them. That's, you probably, man, yeah. You want to fist fight all of them. That's what I took from bro, it, yeah. People fucking, some people fucking hated me, yo. So, <laughs> it, 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 luckily that ended up turning around. Um, um, but yeah, from that point, then you had the the, the challenger. I got my first sponsor, the Hazardous, and then the Challenger reality show happened, and you know, fucking you know, deck of cards, I guess. Sorry, guys. By the I, I want to make sure y'all able to ask questions and shit like that. So no, no, I ain't I, trying I'm, to, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, guys. I had to take care of something, so I'm back real quick. So um, yo, yo, yo. What's up, OG? What's going on? What's going on? I do have a question for you, but I'll let these guys go first because it's kind of a goofy question. So, you know, if you guys have anything <laughs> else. Well, I'm I'm curious about how even that show came about. I, the, the, I want to know about the, the sort of transition. You talked about it a, bit, a little bit before, but I want to know more about the tr transition between you from just playing to trying to make content. You know, many of the players um, right now, I think, are trying to do that in this kind of COVID year when it's... You know, you, we don't have tournaments in the same way, right? There's just fewer ways to compete. So a lot of people have focused their attention to content as well, or maybe even just to the exclusion of competition at this point. But you were doing that before. Was that something that you... What drove that, I guess, is my question. Okay, so that's actually interesting. And uh, Akai, I see you in the chat saying, like, tail raw to talk our ears off. So, okay, I won't be, I won't overthink it anymore. Okay? I won't overthink it. I'll just, you know, We're, you're just on go. the show so you can talk, right? I mean, I know. that's the whole point. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, I'm, I'm just going to let that shit flow. All right, so with that, so obviously my tag is Rob TV, right? The reason why my shit is so general is because when I left, when I left college, I made a, my, this YouTube channel. I had another YouTube channel first, but y'all never gonna really know about that shit. It was some like business shit or whatever. But when I left, when I left college, <laughs> when I left college, it was like, I had decided I want to make content. Now, I, I felt like, since I, I've done YouTube forever, like all, I've done con like, I was a popular for rapping in high school and for, uh, mm you know, rather rapping, battle rapping. I performed at all the high school, at all the shows, like dancing. Okay. This okay. is back when crimp, I don't know if y'all know about crimp dancing, like dance battling and shit like that back in, that shit was popping at that time, at least in my freshman year. So I was always like a, I don't know, man. Like I got fucking expelled in uh, eighth grade for some, uh, like some childish ass shit. Cause I, just, I always got like in trouble early on and stuff like that. Really like being a class clown type guy. Um, so, so you, you like to, to, you like to you like eyes on you yeah. yeah i guess i guess so yeah like in a non-narcissistic way but yeah 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 so or i guess that's subjective <laughs> right but but, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. but yeah so i um I've, I've always liked that yeah i guess and so i was like all right i'm gonna be raw tv the reason i want to make that shit raw tv is because it's general so it wasn't like my my first right. channel name was gonna be was like float like instead of oh yeah yeah that's right it was like no chart tv like instead of 
flow chart. I was like, no chart. Like, it was just, it was trash. Um, but, <laughs> but by the time, uh, but eventually I was like, nah, fuck that. That's too geared to fighting games. I want to make content for everything. So if you, if anybody ever look, go look at my YouTube channel, um, you'll see that my first video is called like best YouTube channel ever or something like that. And I'm not doing fighting game shit. It's some random shit. Like I'm eating cereal in a fucking <laughs> cereal aisle at the store at Meyer or something like, like all this random shit. Like, and, um, so my ch- my content was supposed to be varied, but I just ended up love like my love for fighting games just ended up having me so stuck on this shit. My I didn't even choose for my tag to be Raw TV, so it's crazy still that that that's my tag. To me, that shit's still crazy. I just kind of didn't have a tag, but when I went to a tournament, because I thought I was gonna sign up as like fucking Karen Please or something, because that was just my fucking CFN. But when I went to a tournament in, in Chicago Red Bull, I I guess motherfuckers knew about my YouTube channel. So they just put raw TV. Mm. <laughs> that is the okay, wildest shit. Just I, yeah, I did not choose this. Fuck, I choose. I chose that was raw TV is my fucking my channel name, not my name. So if my, you know how everybody has their channel intro. My channel intro was always, "What's going on, people? It's your boy, uh, no, or something like, uh, oh no, I was like, I'm raw B, uh, raw B of raw TV. It's raw B. My last name started B of raw TV." <laughs> you know what I mean? But now I just like, yo, it's Rock TV. You, know what I mean? you are Rock yeah. TV now. Yeah. Okay, yeah there's, there's, there's a long tradition. There's a tradition as long as you are old of people not getting to pick their own names in the FGZ. Go talk to Tasty Go talk to Tasty Steve about that one, man. He's a yeah, hot dog. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to talk to him. I didn't know that. Tasty Steve. Oh, I didn't know that was, was Steve too. Digital Devil 4GK. And yeah. then, oh hell no! And it's the worst name. Eris, Eris <laughs> called him Tasty Steve one time at like the run back, and that was it. That was the end of it. Yeah, it just stuck. Tasty it just Steve. stuck. Yeah. You know the uh, the Hollywood part of my name, I didn't pick that either. Like you know, I, you know, I wasn't always called Hollywood Raw TV, but like after get um after like any seeing shit, like my friends started calling me Hollywood. Like these are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to pick. Yeah. It. That's yeah, and and Tasty Steve called me that shit. He started calling me that shit after the child. I mean, after uh, yeah, the Challenger reality show. He's like Hollywood, da da da, and yeah, it just ended up happening. But so yeah, so on the media side, yeah. I just came into the game on the media, like thinking about the media stuff. Like I've always been, I've always looked at the FGC as like the business, as if the business was trash. I always felt like that from the beginning, just being completely fucking honest, yo. I always felt like the business was so bad and that there was obvious shit we could do to make it better. And I thought it was obvious that teams should not be signing people. And I and I thought it was obvious that for one, teams are probably not the end game, the best end game. Right, yeah. And, and that teams, if they want to make profit and stuff like that or that they shouldn't go about it in the way that they were going about it. So I always knew the importance of content. Like I noticed in those, in those other esports and shit, even that like, that uh, the way that they did shit, like, like the content was the most pretty, was the most important part, you know? And I always watch people outside of esports on YouTube and stuff, right? So I just, I spent a lot of time on there. So I always, I always felt like personality and whatnot was uh, extremely important. Cause that's the type of shit that I like to watch. So, mm. you know, um, as far as the, the, well, yeah, I guess that's how I got to the content side. Did you want to know about the media stuff? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't I mean, appeal to you. 
Go for it. No, I was just about to say, like, I think that's really important. I think that's something that a lot of the FGC people are missing. You know, I, I still remember having conversations with, uh, I mean, I don't want to call anybody out or anything like that, but, um, you know, uh, we I've had people be like, you know, why do I need a Twitter? You know, why do I need to engage in social media? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I've won Evo, you know, like, isn't that enough kind of thing, you know, but like... Nope. It's, it's not enough, right? Because I was like, no. what you don't understand Twitter is, is Twitter is literally like, you're an advertisement, but people want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, facts. Facts. I think people in to this day, man, to this day, I think some people are too focused on only on winning. And people are scared too, bro. Like, and that's where we get some of the, hmm. What do I say? Okay, I don't want to say too because I don't want to. I don't want to like single anybody out or anything like that. But in general, I think that people are so not like a lot of times people can be like introverted, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you thrust into the spotlight, and mm. then because of that, like they like the stuff that comes with it for the most part, so they don't want to risk losing it. But you can't do shit great without taking risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as cliche as cliche as that sounds, I. Uh, immediately knew like man i'm used to uh you know either winning the, uh, the fist fight or losing the fist fight growing up <laughs> or people talking you know yeah. roasting in, in the lunchroom i'm used to winning that shit i'm used to losing that shit and and, it, and people you know what they always did they always moved on to the next thing so unless you do something crazy and like you know what i mean say something something stupid that you shouldn't be saying in the first place and and get yourself canceled or something like that from being an idiot. As long as you're not doing that, bro, put yourself out there, take the risk, you know? So yeah. I, I never really was overly like moved or bothered by the chat. Like just now season final, which I'm sure we'll talk about that eventually, but yeah. you know, the, the the support and love that I, I had got from that, and we all got love from that, but just, you know, talking about from my, my experience, like the, the I, that people gave me for that shit, even with all of that, there was that 1%, of course, like with everybody, that's going to wild out, wild out and say, oh, that's cringe or X, Y, Z. The same way Akai is in the chat saying, yo, have Rock TV talk our ear off. There's going to be the next guy who's like, yo, tell this guy to shut the fuck up. And I, early on, accepted I can't win over that guy. Or maybe I can, but it shouldn't be my fucking focus. Pick, re Realize who fucks with me and who likes my type of shit. And not everybody's meant to scale the same way, you know, like maybe like luckily this shit's going good for me. But if I happen to be a type of personality that only this amount of people post to rock with me, that would that'd be fine with me. Seth Golden, this guy, this marketing guy, he, he has this book called Tribes. And this point that he brings up is like how if you're if you have a smaller amount of supporters, but they support you times 10. You good anyway. Right. You know, so focus on who, who rocks with you and, you know, it goes from there. So, yeah, that was my mentality and what let me go into content early. That's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, let's let's do talk. Let's do talk about uh, Street Fighter League and then um, season well, final. James, you, had a, you said you had a question, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. I mean, the only question that I really wanted to ask Rob here, this is a very important question here, okay, Rob? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. How do you feel being the two-time and current reigning Pocky KO champion right now. <laughs> oh, 
fucking did. I just want to um, know. Um, I mean, you know, uh, it's funny. They had me record all my lines, and I gave them multiple versions, and I definitely called you Hollywood Rob TV <laughs> multiple times. I don't think they used any of them, though, so I'm kind of uh, sad. Oh, see, they, oh, see, they slipping. See, Pocky and I talk about <laughs> yeah. that in this contract. They're slipping right now. See, uh, but yeah, man, you know, that was really... That was really a uh, that's really a beautiful thing. Like you know, of course, I'm looking forward to retaining it for the third year in a row. Of course. But all of my all of my shilling aside, um, it's funny how that actually went with the the Pocky thing. When they asked me to do Pocky at a, did you guys see the original one with Kenny Omega and stuff? At yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was like, I was I was yeah. on the stage. Oh, James, you literally James was there. there. I had to I had to to remember, I had to sweep up. Yeah. Kenny Omega's yeah. Pocky. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, so the, this is the thing. When they asked me about doing that, I did not fucking know that it was A, about to be on the main stage, or B, <laughs> that it was going to be on the mainstream. I thought, because remember, there was like a little pocky fucking couch area. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. small. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking this is some little thing that's not that deep, right? So now, mind you, that night after they asked me to do it, we compete in Street Fighter League Championship. The team Gale. Uh-huh. So we beat Team Frost, and shout shout out to my 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 people Sherry, Samurai, and, and Duel Kevin. Um, and then we played against Team Japan. We lost, right? Uh-huh. So I'm fucking depressed, bro. Sad <laughs> as shit. The fuck, I'm sad as hell. Cause you and you gotta think for one for the pure glory alone, right? I'm up here. I'm like, damn. I'm up here on this big stage. I, I seen USA versus Japan shit in Street Fighter 4. Like, I can't believe I'm a part of this shit right now. I'm ready to cook. James Chin, uh, one of the goats that's interviewing me right now for the match. I'm like, hell yeah, let's eat. These motherfuckers come and take our, they beat our ass, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, damn. You know, I dropped tears over that loss, man. It, 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 quick little side story on that. I, I'm holding it together. I'm chilling. We get to the back, right? I lost. We lost. We get to the backstage, little player area. I'm chilling. My head's down and stuff. This motherfucking knuckle dude comes over to me, right? It's me one of these. He just puts his hand on my shoulder. Immediately, I'm crying, bro. It's over with. As soon as he put his hand on my shoulder, I'm like, damn. Like, if for some reason that confirmed our defeat, like, like, oh, damn, this shit is real. You know, so anyway. um, did well. (laughs) so, So we ended up, like, being up all late, like I, I, we ended up being up real late. You know, I'm up here just pretty much licking my wounds. So by the time the next day comes, like I'm getting all these phone calls. I was up way too late though. I'm getting these phone calls, and I see Sean trying to call me and Kev and goddamn, um, goddamn, the dude ended up getting through to me. I'm like, bruh, he he like, yo, he was just a pucky thing today. I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot. So. I remember, no bullshit. I'm like, man, I'm not in my right mind because I'm so sleepy. I'm like, man, should I go? <laughs> my dumb ass. I'm like, man, should I go, man? I'm so tired. He was like, yeah, bro. He was like, you don't want to mess up your relationships and look bad. I'm like, yeah, you right. I wouldn't even thought that, by the way, if I was in my right mind. But yeah, so I go to do it, and I don't know if it was a communication issue or whatever. Well, I think I do I do know what happened, but I, can, I don't really say. But basically, even after we went out and did it, I didn't know that Kenny Omega was going to come out until he came out. <laughs> God is my witness. I did not know. I, I did not know. They yeah. said somebody special. Yes, they like, then Kenny Omega come out. I'm like, bro, 
So mind you, I know all about perception and mic skills and all that shit. So I'm like, this is a motherfucking professional wrestler. Ah, what the fuck am I about to do with this guy on the mic? <laughs> so I'm like, man, I'm like, okay, bro, I gotta relax and try to keep up with this dude and still be funny and shit, and just let it flow. And it worked out, thankfully. Dude, but yeah, great, so dude, you did a great job with that. I remember because yeah, sure. you were talking shit yeah. back to him. You did, yeah, the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks. But yeah, when I got to the back, um, Madori is back there, and of course my dude Josh and everything. And they were super happy about it. And Pocky was super happy about it. And I'm like, shit. Um, so, and that that's season two of Street Fighter League, right? Yeah, yeah, that's season yeah. two. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, there, my, like, people are already telling me, like, some, that, like, man, like, about, like, I got a real talent with this on camera shit. And boom, 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 like, like, there's a possibility of maybe doing stuff in the future or whatever. But, you know, you be hearing that, but you don't know. Right. You know. So I'm not thinking much of it, um, but yeah. So, but yeah, that's how the Pocky thing, the Pocky thing, how I feel about the Pocky thing. Though. That that's dope, and I will be retaining my title every single goddamn year. The Pocky KO led to the Street Fighter League stuff. You see, there you go. <laughs> I guess it did. Yeah, and, yeah, it really did. It really did. In a way, it is it, it, a it's a part of it. It's a part of it. So. Um, did you want to go to that part? The, how the Street Fighter League shit happened? Well, yeah. we got 20 yeah. seconds left, but I just want to yeah. know how you feel about having done something like the season final. Like, how did it feel to do it live? How, you know, how just your impression of the event, basically. Okay, got you. Um, so, I felt like the, the season final, that shit was... It felt... I feel like Street Fighter League felt more, sh- like, super shocking to me. Just because it was the literal first time I ever sure, did okay. anything. But I was really excited to do something live, you know. So um, it felt really good to be able to do uh, do that live. Like shit, what you said, twenty seconds to make me want to. Uh, oh no, no, no! <laughs> keep, don't, don't, don't even worry about it because like I had to start yeah. the timer over again part way through, and I don't know if I did the right estimate. So just to sp- okay. here, you know what? I'll make you feel better about this. I'll, I'll add <laughs> some more time onto this. Here we go. You got right, five minutes bad. now, Rob. You got five minutes. Okay, look, this, this is the most, <laughs> all right, this is the most important shit that I'm gonna get out of the first thing, right? Because there's just one cool story. So, the way that I got became Street Fighter League host. So, for one, Street Fighter League, I'm gonna talk fast as fuck. Street Fighter League season one and two, when I came on there, I was already like, I, I wanted to win and I, and I did good as a player, but I was trying to entertain motherfuckers too. So, I remember season two, for example, I literally brought some fucking stickers from yeah. the Tar Pit Club, yeah. from one of my sponsors. I brought these fucking stickers there, right? And, after we beat Punk's team, I handed out a Rock yep. TV sticker to each member of his fucking team yep. and, and congratulated them on their hard work to, you know, to make it that close, you know. So, and there were a whole lot of different, like, fun little, like, Street Fighter League viral moments that happened from there. Dude, so, I, I, I from still that... Remember, I remember that moment clearly because I remember at Canada Cup, I saw you and I was like, Rob, give me a sticker and you had stickers and you gave me a sticker. I, I, st- I had that shit on me i yeah, still yeah, have yeah. my rob tv sticker dude nice i kept, kept that thing so 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 anyway so a lot of moments like that happened at street fighter league that was even though i was a player that was like pretty like entertaining shit to the, to the audience so anyway team gale was supposed to come back for this last season of street fighter league that i just hosted it was supposed to be me knuckle doing shine again hmm. Because we were the top American team. Mm-hmm. But you see, there was a new format where they got Problem X coming in. He didn't end up making it. But you know what I mean? The Angry Bird, all these people. So Knuckle Do as a captain, had the option. Does he want Team Gale to come back? Or does he want to try to get a better team? And they had to put us in a player pool. 
Knuckle dude decided, you know, he had to make the best decision for himself and, you know, for his family, which is completely understandable. That man got a kid and everything, you know. Shout out to uh, little Cleo, my little niece. You know, so dude decided to disband the team. So I ended up not being on Street Fighter League because of that. However, they liked the entertainment value I brought. So my dude John hit me up like, bro, at this point, they start talking behind the scenes about me possibly having like a some role, like this, something like Rock TV's Corner or something like that. <laughs> and then we talking on the phone and he's like, what if you just the fucking host? And I'm like, hell fucking yeah. Like, I never did it before, but fuck it. And yeah, that's where that's how it got, it got to this point. So. Well, cool, dude. I'm. I was uh, really happy for you. I thought that you did great on the show again. I, I mean, told you that in person. I think. I think you definitely did. But I mean, another. Well, you question, helped me though, and like, Brian out a lot. How different was it to do something that was pre-recorded and all of a sudden now you had mm -hmm. to do something live? Like, did it feel more stressful or did it feel natural in a way? Just because you're just chilling with David and Brian and it was just like you know whatever. It just felt like you were hanging out with your friends, basically. So I would say. I was a lot more comfortable for the live one than I was initially with the Ooh, hosting thing, I guess. Interesting. I was a lot more comfortable just because I had done it before. And it felt live. It was it didn't feel like a YouTube video. Like Street Fighter League not being live, the shit was feeling live to me at first. Cause it's all these big ass cameras out, the uh, lights and so on and so forth. I'm not the way I'm looking at it is I'm not trying to waste these people's time. So I don't want to have to do hundred takes and shit like that, like I can do for my YouTube videos. But they eventually I had uh eventually I had calmed down with that. So you you know I did like the the intros for Street Fighter League and for the season final, the little intro video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh -huh. I actually had um I actually had wrote both of those, which I'll point out just in case there's any production people watching, hit your boy up. Now I'm saying I got a little little something in a in a tuck that I can do for y'all. But I actually wrote both of those as well. Nice. But on the, for Street Fighter League, um I had to do that take a few times and shit. I had to get coached up. Right. But by the time, since I had got so comfortable doing Street Fighter League over the course of those weeks of recording it, mm -hmm. by the time uh, Street Fighter League, I mean, the uh, season final came around, I was a whole lot more comfortable. Right. Right. So, okay. you know, I, I feel like on doing it live, I wasn't as, uh, I feel like I already had like a lot of, I, I guess you can't call it a lot of experience, but to me, I felt like I had a lot of experience already. Yeah, and then, of course, I had David here as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. of course, David and, and David, of course, made the shit run smoother as well. You know, having one of the goats next to you is always going to uh, smooth things out. Yeah. Again, I thought I thought you guys did great. It was super fun. Um, and uh, yeah, happy for you. Uh, cool, dude. Well, you want to plug stuff for yourself? Oh yeah, uh, definitely, guys. Make sure you guys check out uh, my YouTube channel, Rob TV Gaming. And follow me on Twitch at uh, Rob TV Live. And shout out to, of course, my sponsors, Crescent Esports and the Tarpit Club. And shout out to these legends that we have right here, Tubo, David, James Chen. And um, as far as Ultra Chen, I mean, I told David this at season the season final. But from the bottom of my heart, man, I, I really like, like everybody in this chat, I'm sure. I was watching you guys before I even fucking considered <laughs> going to a tournament or getting into any of the media side of things and i told you guys these things in person and of course you always like really relaxed and nonchalant about it and it's probably hard to even realize realize your own greatness but i thank you for paving the way for all of us and being such goddamn legends you know it means the world that i'm even on this platform to talk with you guys that's that's very nice of you to say dude and we appreciate you coming on as well appreciate much love guys all right rob later on later man yeah peace peace, peace.
Alright, so you can get out of the call as well, buddy. Alright, goodbye. Revert those, Honda, re revert those fucking Honda buffs. Revert the Honda buffs. Oh no! <laughs> actually, He's cursed us. actually He's leave cursed him on. Us. Keep him here. Keep him here. <laughs> I just want that, like, for every, like, five minutes, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Revert those Honda buffs. Just, <laughs> he just pops in, yeah. Just like the Welcome voice of God. the fourth member of UCTV, down. the voice of Rob TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dude. All right. Okay. All right. Well, again, thanks to Rob for coming on. That was cool. Very nice to hear yeah, from him. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to talk about the next thing, which was also really important. Um, and I was happy yeah. to see this. The Japanese fighting game developer roundtable number two and i know that after the first one happened we talked about it right we all wanted to see a second one happen yeah i would i was so happy when they announced the second one because i was like yes they're making this a thing and you know i i had talked about wanting to get more people on there they even said at the start that sega was invited and they wanted to join but they couldn't make it at in time so you know hopefully next time they get sega i hope that they can even get like nrs and you know other other teams on there the u.s teams as well so uh, that would be super cool if it was just fighting game developers roundtable instead yeah. of only japanese yep, it would be very cool exactly yeah that'd be really dope but it remains still just the japanese fighting game devs so unfortunately there were a ton of issues. I don't know if you guys were watching live, but... Uh, I, I tried to at first, and I gave up after about 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how the experience was for Japanese listeners, people who could understand, right. but if you only spoke English, it was real tough. There were extended periods where there was no translation at all, and it seemed like Juna and Michael, who were on there doing the translations, that... You know, they couldn't hear stuff either. There were just a bunch of issues yeah, going on. I mean, so. so they were, I know Juno and and, and uh, Michael were watching through their own feeds. And so Juno was late. They knew about the audio problem. They just couldn't do anything about right. it. It wasn't like, because at first, like I was restreaming it and I was restreaming it with Olaf so that we could react to it. And at first mm -hmm. we were all like, Juno, Juno, someone contact Juno. But they had no control <laughs> over it, actually. It turns out they had no control over it. And so whoever was in charge of doing the stream couldn't figure out how to switch the audio from the Japanese to the English on there and stuff. And it's why you get, you know, big professional companies like Tenno to do stuff I like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I did watch Marlon Pie's stream for a while. He understands Japanese, so oh, he was yeah, giving yeah. kinds of translations. He was he was very clear to point out, like, look, I'm not a translator. I just know Japanese, mm -hmm. and those are not the same, right? Like, you, right. it's not easy to translate. So he was he was very clear about that. But he did, if something was important, he was like, oh, they're talking about whatever they're right. talking about. So that that at least was happening. I could watch it a little bit, but yeah, there were a ton of problems um, for for quite a while. So I actually turned it off myself, and later found out what all the announcements were but yeah. i i tapped out as well <laughs> yeah. unfortunately i mean i figured somebody would watch the whole thing and tell us all what happened yeah. and yeah it would be fine i didn't have to watch it live i would love to watch it live it's just yeah i mean hopefully know. i mean obviously it, it's 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 something that they want to do more often and so i would imagine as time goes on it'll probably become a more bigger professional production and stuff because right now it is just basically kind of like a glorified zoom call and stuff like that right. and you know hopefully it will get uh more and more with it 
But I mean, for now, it's serving its purpose, right? They're answering some questions and then they have a bunch of announcements. And I think that's cool. It's, they even talked about potentially doing stuff together, maybe even running a... Can you... Like, they even talked about... Like, this... Like, I don't even know if people understand. I already said that it's amazing that they're doing the stream in the first place. But they even yeah. talked about maybe having a collaborative event where they all run a fighting game tournament and they're all, like... Because we often talked about how we have no governing body because not one company can go in there and just be like, here's a bunch of prize money that'll go to a game we didn't work on. But, like, if all the devs actually came together and ran their own event, like... That would actually be really sick, you know? <laughs> I guess I'm... I do think it would be sick. I I don't want the grassroots stuff to get pushed out, which I guess is, like, kind of my concern right, right, about of course, that. Of course, of course, of course. Ultimately, yeah. but... I, yeah, I know that matters to you, too. So, anyway. Um, I, I would love to see more of this. Mm -hmm. The fighting game roundtables in the future. Absolutely a great idea. Just hopefully they iron things out for the next time. Yeah. So sure. let's talk about the announcements that did happen there. So they talked about Netcode for a while. I assume just based on having watched it without really having English translation, they were talking about Wi-Fi versus yeah. um, uh, wired connections in Tekken and that sort of stuff for a while. And, um, but yeah, there were then announcements. So I mean, I'm not going to be able to like rehash the discussions thing, that they had. But. One thing I wanted to say though was during that conversation about netcode and everything yeah the focus was a little bit on wi-fi but it sounded like some people kept kind of bringing up netcode and some people yeah. were bringing up rollback and stuff and oda like when oda started talking oda of snk he mentioned nothing about netcode and then started praising playing offline and stuff like that yeah. i, I uh... Don't. Yeah, think... I didn't. Want, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to sound like the hater. No, we had we had to bring it up. I was planning to bring it up later. Absolutely, we have to talk about this. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It was a bad. Well, yeah, that's something you guys bring it up because I very clearly am not happy with what we're getting from KOF 15 so yeah, far. Yeah, it's. So not... I wanted to let you guys bring that up so I didn't just sound like I'm just hating <laughs> the hate. Fair enough. It it's not a good sign at all and if that's the case and that means kof is coming out with delay based netcode i mean the game is basically doa especially after the strive beta and and, and what everybody has experienced yep. there and uh i think that releasing kof 15 with delay based netcode and even fixing it later on and replacing it will be too late i think the game will be doa and it's gone I, I really honestly feel like if delay-based netcode is what they are planning, they need to delay the release of the game. Just delay the game as long as you can until you can get the... I mean, you have Code Mystics on your side. Hire them to come and look at it, see what they can do and help you with. They obviously know what they're doing, you know, and you've already had a working relationship with them. You gotta delay it. 2022 KOF 15 will be more successful than a 2021 KOF 15 with delay-based netcode. Like, you will make more money back by having rollback netcode in your game in 2022 than you would releasing it now and not spending the extra year of development time. That's just honestly what I believe at this point. So Well, and it's but, been very interesting to see many, many members of the SNK and KOF community being really vocal about that. Even players who are people who, you know, I know have been huge KOF heads for their whole yeah. lives. Yeah. People for, for 20, 25 years have been super big KOF heads. 
and some of the top players even in East Asia as well, and in LATAM and in North Africa that I've seen, Europe, like players from all over the world have said things like what other what we have kind of said before, which is that if the game doesn't have rollback, then it's they think it will it's just hashtag, be DOA. It's hashtag no rollback, no buy. That's what a lot of people have been yeah. putting out there. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's such a, it, like the Strive beta could not have come out at a worse time for KOF if they have delay-based netcode. Remember remember when MVCI got announced and then Dragon Ball got announced right after? Uh-huh. Yeah. The same situation. Arsis <laughs> is just the dream crusher. Arsis <laughs> is the dream crusher for all other fighting game companies right now. You're First Marvel to Dragon Ball. Now roll amazing netcode, rollback netcode in Strive and KOF is looking not so hot. Arxis is just out there crushing dreams. You are spot on. I hadn't thought about that before, but that actually is a great analogy, yeah. unfortunately, mm. for KOF. I don't... Look, I mean, I'm not a KOF head. I've, I played 13, I played a couple in the past, but it's not a series that I'm overly invested in. I, I feel... I feel like it shouldn't just be about rollback, because even if it's a game I'm not into, like I want the gameplay to also matter, but I do certainly understand the people who would put the most time into it if the game was something that they really liked wanting to make sure that it's a game that they could actually play because you know you yeah, guys have gone through this experience i have too of of having a game that you really like and you'd love to play but you can't effectively because you don't have anybody to play it with in person even before covid times like many of us have been there where there's a game that you like that like just your friends aren't into and what do you do if there's no good online play and nobody you lo know locally is playing it? Like, right. yeah, it sucks. You're screwed. You're screwed. So even outside of COVID times, that has been true. But especially in COVID times, and even if things are better next year, it's not going to be normal exactly, right? It's still going to be a while until things are completely right. back to whatever it was, if they even do. Um, the so I, I get it. I get it. It just doesn't even matter. Like, having good netcode is not going to hurt offline. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like... Having good netcode just means everyone will enjoy the game more, and then they'll probably want to watch more of the offline events, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ha having having rollback doesn't mean that you don't have an an offline scene. Games that have had rollback for most of a decade have offline scenes. Look, like, look, it still exactly. totally exists. I just want to quote this in the chat, okay? High Fight says, not every game can have Arxis graphics, but every game can have GGPO. This is coming from the man who put GGPO in his game. <laughs> right. He knows more than anybody else. <laughs> he put GGPO, he put rollback netcode into footsies, okay? So he knows um, what he's talking about here. Early W, yeah. The, uh, the netcode in Shrive is far better than GGPO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Far, mm -hmm. far like I said, I think it has a lot to do with some of the stuff that um, that uh, uh, you know was put in the Skullgirls at one point in time that made it so that right. they could play the cross stuff. They probably put stuff in there that was equatable to that because you remember at that point it was like, oh my gosh, we can actually make rollback netcode even better than it was before, and you yeah. know it's what happened with Skullgirls, and I'm assuming Zynac used a lot of that in uh this guilty gear strive because like we like like tuba was saying it was better than his experiences on ki which is crazy so far better it's far better. very impressive it's, it's very not impressive. like there's nothing that can compare to strive's net code right. but That's anyways incredible. on okay. a new okay. we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, that yeah. enough we did talk about that quite a bit so 
Uh, let's talk about the announcements, like you said. Talk about Eno first. Yes, Eno is the last character. She leaked just a little bit before, but I was able to avoid that spoiler. Okay. Huzzah! And I was really happy to see her. I mean, again, I'm no gearhead specifically, but I think she looks super cool. Like, I was disappointed super cool. she got leaked. I was She's so cool looking. But then the trailer came out, and I was like, oh my god, this character is dope. So <laughs> I got excited again. But okay, yeah, at okay. first I was like, I wanted someone like that was never playable before. Right. Okay. You know, I wanted okay. like you know somebody new, whatever, yeah. somebody from the Gear universe, right. whatever. Right. Okay. But uh, yeah, she looks super cool. I, I'm not upset anymore. I mean, she allow, looks cool. Allow me to be horny on Maine for a little bit. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh my <laughs> god! Like, holy crap! I've never really uh, been into Eno like that before, but she has the glasses now. She's mm. got the glasses is, now. And is, that, is that your thing, James? Do oh, you just reveal your kink live on stream? Dude, I've done this on my own stream, dude. I talk he has about said the it glasses before. thing yeah. all the time. This is why <laughs> Quistis, Quistis is my Final Fantasy waifu. Kyoko is my fighting game waifu. It's the glasses, dude. I'm telling you. You heard it here first, ladies. Just put on some glasses and James is all over you. Glass. I've heard it many times before. This is not the first time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, glasses is definitely the thing. So now that she's got the glasses, I was like, oh, my God. She looks so good now. So We all have glasses. I just realized. Yeah. How about that? We're but, all. I mean. Well, we already know how James feels about you and I. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, anyway, she does look super sick. What do you think a... about her as far as. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was about to say gameplay wise. Yeah. yeah it yeah. looks like she has a lot of her old shit in there. It looks like, and she even had news, like, yeah, she's cheap. never, she's never been able to cancel jumping dust into another jumping thing, so she did, like, she's been able to do, like, triple overheads before, but off, dust was always the last one. Like, if you block dust, it was, unless there was a Roman cancel, you were kind of safe to start crouch blocking, but it looked like she had one more thing after that, and... Almost part of me makes me want to think that maybe some of the characters will get crazier by the time, you know, the actual game comes out, so. I mean, we haven't seen any of Anji stuff either. We That's don't know true. what happens right. after a yeah. block butterfly happens, you know? Like, we have mm -hmm. no idea, so. He could have some, some wild shit, too. She looks really cool. Again, I just... Anyway, obviously, we've said it before, but this game is basically the most beautiful video game. <laughs> yeah, ever, period. <laughs> so that was cool um whatever there's some blaze blue gotcha i don't know whatever moving on uh there's a new character for tekken 7 the polish prime minister <laughs> is uh is in tekken right. i'll make i'll make believe polish prime minister she's not actually the polish prime minister but what a choice i just I haven't even seen this yet, but okay, great. It's like such a well. All you really get to see is that she's walking out of a car, and it's it's a woman. That's like the the extent of the info. Like there's you didn't see any gameplay or anything. It's just right. what yeah. a choice to go with, like the leader of a country for this. I mean, it's so weird. One of the nice things, like a about, real country too, like in the real world. One of the nice things about it though is that you know, uh, Harada was saying that. You know, they work very hard to contact a bunch of people in Poland and they're trying very, you know, make sure that the names are real, kind of like they did with Fakumran, you know, and like they're just trying to make it as authentically and honest to the Polish culture as possible. So I think that's cool, but I'm sure that probably won't matter much. So. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, yeah, there's just really not that much to say about this character because we don't know almost anything except for I that. I just learned about her literally right now. I didn't see anybody tweeting about it. Yeah. Well, because the trailer's literally, here's foot, here's real-life footage of Poland. Here's more real-life footage of Poland. Here's a CG car. Here's a computer graphics car. Door opens. Legs come out. You see the bottom half of a chick saying, okay, we'll do this, and then that's it. It's like literally a 30-second trailer with five seconds of footage of her, basically, so that you can't right. even see your face so it's cool. basically yeah. doesn't and happen. no gameplay yeah in snk's news they announced chizuru in kof 15 yeah this is she, a, looks, she looks cool this is neat because this kind of like when joe came out everyone's like how does joe and iori fit together as a team this doesn't make sense then they revealed kyo and they didn't have a team at the end and so everyone's like oh i guess they're not doing it by team order then they released chizuru and chizuru kyo and iori have finally formed the sacred treasures team because canonically they are a team They've never actually been a team in the game, but like plot-wise, they've joined together because they're all guardians of the secret sacred treasures, and they took out Orochi in the ending of KOF 14, and finally they're on a team together. So for KOF fans, this is huge and a very big deal and really, really exciting uh, to have the sacred treasures team finally be a thing, and I think that that's actually don't, cool. Don't punch your mic, James. Yeah, that's I awesome. I didn't realize that there was that kind of backstory to it. Uh, yeah. That's I appreciate the insight. Yeah, KOF. I mean, the one thing you can I know say, there's a big story. I yeah, just don't know you can say anything you want about KOF. Their story is pretty solid. I mean, to ever quote, since to quote Hanzo Gonzo, do people really give a fuck? <laughs> that's what he asked. Some on people history. do. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and everybody answered him. Yeah, people care. You nerd. Yeah, I mean, like ever since I <laughs> yeah. ever since I started rooming with Olaf, like I've learned all these things. Like characters don't show up in certain years because. Like, Goro Daimon had a kid, so he didn't show up for two years because he was raising his kid, you know? Chizuru hasn't been in a game since, like, 11 or, or some long time oh, ago wow. because she... 2003, Ash, I think. Yeah, Ash literally ripped the sacred treasure out of her, so she's just been injured the whole entire time, and so she hasn't been able to come back until now, finally. So, you know, they, their storyline is really consistent and stuff, and it's actually kind of neat. I mean, if you like that thing, I like how Street Fighter stories are all kind of stupid and, and, and just, like, disparate and whatever. But if you are a lore buff, KOF is 100% your your game, so. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Cham Cham trailer for Sam Show. What'd you think? I mean, uh, she's cute. looks as adorable as she did in the <laughs> previous trailer. Uh, yeah, she's cute. Which is kind of weird because Cham Cham and Samurai Showtown too. she was kind of fierce. Like when she threw stuff, she would have angry faces on and like when she would claw you to death. Now she looks almost overly adorable and I, it's kind of weird in a way, but she looks cool. She looks cool. Samurai Showdown cross Guilty Gear? You know what's amazing? Also it, announced, kind of. You, no, it's it's fully announced. Like, I mean, it is. We just don't know what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think it's incredible that uh, they're taking a character from a game series you can play literally anyone in the world and putting them into another game series where you can't play someone sitting 
50 feet away from you if it's online. So <laughs> that's really brave of them to do that, you know, just to really cross. That's a crossover that I thought I'd never see. So <laughs> Feisty. So uh, but also, it very much has to be biking. She's the only right. samurai, well, and she's got boobies. Not the only samurai. Is she, is she not? I thought she was only samurai and guilty here. Guess what? Yuki is a playable character. Oh. True, that's true. I don't have any insight to this. I just was and like, that's not the only samurai. I mean, so here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Biken makes the most sense because one, she would fit in there. Two, she would sell the most, right? Like without right. question, right? I personally, my pick would be Cliff from Guilty Gear, which of course doesn't really make sense because no, who's Cliff? Like he won't spur any sort of excitement, but just yeah. having a little dude with the gigantic ass sword, I think would be neat to put in there. I don't think sure. Johnny would fit in there because we already going to have two people with that sword fighting style and Ukio and Hibiki. Mm. Uh, but lore wise, Axel would make the most sense because okay. he That's can fair. time travel. And so okay. he yeah, would just show up as Axel, and that would make sense lore-wise, right? But lore-wise, Nakaruru also time-traveled to the King of Fighters universe, and at no point in Samurai Showdown is she going, guys, guys, there are these things in the future called cars. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> but, you know, so I don't think they're going to care about lore. I really think it's going to be biking because that's just going to make them yeah, the I most money. I think that's the obvious choice. Too. Yeah, that's going to make them the most money for sure. She's not even in Guilty Gear. Well, yeah, they not have, yet. They have a lot of substitute waifus in there right now already so and and i'm talking about the whole cast okay because as much as i talk about Eno that way i mean like i will say the same shit about characters like nagori yuki and and zato dude like they just made everybody so incredibly beautiful in this game like definitely i, I can never stop talking about how attractive nagori yuki is as a character and i yeah. think that that's they, super they cool. nailed it yeah. No so, doubt uh, about that. We're out of time here. Do we have any more news? We, can go <laughs> uh, we did, actually. Uh, there's going to be Fexel Another Dash coming out for Arika for the Switch. Nintendo Switch. Uh, there's a bunch of changes to the game. No more decks. No, uh, the new mechanics as well. Balance changes for the characters. It won't start out with rollback. Oh, boy. Games broke everything. Oh, we're, we're playing Switch. We're playing you want to play some Ring Fit Adventure here? I mean, Ring Fit. I've heard it's good. Fun. I've heard it's good. I watched James play it at Frosty's. <laughs> okay. He was in his boxers. This is the real story, guys. This James? James Chen, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were rooming together, and he's like, hey, I got my Ring Fit. I was like, oh, play it. I've never seen it before. And James played Ring Fit in his boxers. <laughs> Quite a privilege. <laughs> That's real life. So, this will not have rollback, I read. It will have instead something called backstep interrupt. I don't know what to make of that, but I hope that's good as well. That there's going to be more info coming for this April first. If you recall, it was the first Fexel was announced on April first. Yep. As like kind of an April Fools or whatever. So it's kind of cool that it's coming. You know, more info is coming out on April first again. For sure. There you go. Moving on. Moving on, indeed. Other game news. Not a lot to say, but some stuff. So there's a Grand Blue patch. I wish we could speak to this, but I don't think any of us has kept up with the game well enough to really be able to tell you what's going on. Absolutely but not. 
but there is a grand blue patch it's patch 2.40 there's new story content as well as a bunch of changes to the characters i did see that uh abonic plague was talking about and he said that the changes were pretty uh pretty not i don't want to say significant but you know it wasn't just like small but i don't know like i said it was just very very brief that i was looking through his twitter so okay well um, yeah, again, our bad for not really having much to report on that front, but I wish that game the best. Yeah, same. Everybody's favorites, Pyra, it was pronounced, and Mithra in Smash. Smash Ultimate. Your favorite character, Tupperware, I can see, as you're giving her the thumbs sword down. Character. Yay! So much fun to see all these sword characters in Smash. Okay, but she does have the ability to swap between each other mid-match. Oh, sick. That's never been done in Smash before. Never been done in Smash before. And she definitely <laughs> has a counter of some kind as well. You can see in the footage as a sword character. Look, Callisto has been joking about putting those characters into Smash for years. And suddenly it's happened. And he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's actually happened. So there you go. I don't even know what they're from. I literally Googled it, dude. As soon as that they announced those characters, I was like, I've never heard of these before in my life. And it's from Xenogear. It is. It's not. It's from. It's actually from Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Xenogear, Xenoblade, Xeno stuff. Anyway, I hope that's cool, I guess. And then uh, just announced right before we went on the air, so I haven't really had a chance to read through this, but there's going to be a Skullgirls season pass. There is. That's wild. Like, I'm actually... I don't play the game. I'm super happy to hear that. Definitely. Someone uh, said this... that that's going to include four characters I saw in the chat? Four characters, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So this will be... Skullgirl Second Encore Season 1 Pass is the phrasing on the website as well. Season 1 Pass. <laughs> DLC Annie, then TBA characters 2, 3, and 4. Then exclusive palette pack. These are all included in season pass, I should say. Skullgirls OST, including the new Annie track. Skullgirls Digital Art Compendium, fully updated. And then it says under future characters, although character two, three, and four have already been chosen, exclamation point times three, we are exploring ways in which players who have purchased the season pass can contribute to the DLC character release order, uh, e.g. via some form of voting system. And then depending on how well the Annie DLC in Season Pass does, we hope to add even more free stuff to the Season Pass, in up to and including a fifth brand new character. Wow. Okay. There's also wow. going to be a balance patch and even more. <laughs> so this this is $9.99 for Skullgirl's second encore, and then Season 1 Pass is $29.99. Dude, Rick, okay. the, the Hado says in chat, they have been releasing characters for so long they had to specifically say they aren't able to support the PS Vita anymore. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, we aren't making the update for your outdated console anymore. Yeah. <laughs> PS Vita. That also included PS3 and Xbox 360, though, so those players are not going to get those updates either. Can I get it on the N-Gage? No, definitely not. Bummer. Okay. God. How am I going to... I was hoping to play these new characters on my end. God, I can't believe you yeah. even Do Endless... I don't even know if anybody in the chat here even remembers what the end gauge is at this Bro, point. I thought the end gauge was the future when I was a kid. 
Did you really? Uh, I, I didn't think anybody I, yeah. thought the N Gage was but the future. I, I was like nine when it came out or whatever, man. You know, I was a child. But it kind of was. It just wasn't well done. Yeah, but it wasn't video well games done. on your cell phone actually are huge. Yeah. Yeah, but they're still not like what. Because, I mean, obviously, like, for example, no one is ever going to be able to make Tetris properly on the, the mobile platform, you know, so. <sighs> the taco. <laughs> the taco. I do not have an N-Gage. I never had an N-Gage. No, yeah, you I had to no, hold no. that thing sideways to your head. You to did. Talk, you know? <laughs> it yeah. was a sideways phone. <laughs> yeah, it was the stupidest thing. Okay, all right, all right. I don't know why I brought How this up. How did they design that? Oh. Very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Genius. do we have anything else on this? I do not. Just want to, again, as you said, I want to reiterate, so cool for Skullgirls to continue to have good news after yeah, it's really, it's really a lot of bad news yeah. from Lab yep. Zero. Can, can what you, a way to recover. Can you remind me what their new studio is called again? Anybody? You guys are in the chat. I just want to make sure because I want to make sure that I highlight the new studio name and such, and I just can't remember what it is off the... It's like Harvest or something? I have no clue. I think that's the publisher, but I don't remember what the new. Do they, do they have a new dev variable. name? Hidden variable. Hidden, Hidden variable. variable. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So the HV was there in my head for Harvest. So there you go. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of info here. I just. But I think we got most of it out. Hope, hopefully, I haven't missed anything here. Yeah, Hidden Variable and Autumn Games. Okay. Got it. Got uh, it. Got it. Got it, got it. The pub side of that. All right, cool. Yeah, let's move on. Future Club as well. So there you go. All right. This is interesting. I hadn't heard anything about this in community news. You had typed in Smash World Tour. Sure did. What Smash is Smash World Tour was reannounced. What is it? Uh, it is kind of what it sounds like, I guess. There's a sort of world tour. They had it planned. We talked about it last year because they had plans to do this in 2020 as well. That didn't happen naturally. As you all know, everything blew up, but they are still at least doing some stuff. So my understanding of this is that it will be, um, there will be circuits for both Melee and Ultimate. Okay. Ultimate will have players chosen by online qualifiers, but Melee will actually have them by community panel. And presumably oh. this is so that they're not playing on the Dolphin or anything else that would upset Nintendo, right? So they're hmm. instead, um, it's just having it chosen by community panel. Let me know. Curly, you know what's going on here. That makes sense to me. Let me know if I'm wrong about any of this. And then there's going to be regional competitions in person at some point. Hmm. And then there's going to be $150,000 up for grabs at the finals. Huh. So that's a ton. Wow. Um, and if... <laughs> I don't know if Nintendo's involved in this. My guess is no. So 150k is just raised by the scene by VGBC maybe whoever uh, is is doing this. I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that I is mean, dope. Are, are, good for Smash. Are they actually doing Smash Ultimate online? Because I thought the netcode was like not really doable, or is it doable? It, I don't think it's great. It's but not good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. Okay. Okay, so it's doable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh no actually curly we did not talk about we play i forgot to write that down my b 
Oh, How no. did Curly W get a gift sub and then lose the Ultra Chen banner? That's weird. The little the th- you, can, you can pick on Twitch what you want to show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Curly W just doesn't like us. Then we'll see how it is. <laughs> Understood. It's all good. He wants to appear to be a pleb. Okay. Hey, if you got a link to that WePlay stuff, give it because I don't remember all that it was. That was announced like while I was doing. There's Soul Calibur and there's Rehearsal Mortal Kombat stuff. and there's correct another game. Tekken. Yeah, Tekken is is what it is. Yeah. They're doing it. They're doing it big at We Play, and it's going to be great to go watch the tournaments. That's all the information we have. When uh, is it? Tubbleware? Uh, I don't know, but you know who does know? It's Curly W. Just put that link in the chat so we can pull that information up. It's going to be in March, <laughs> April. Thanks, Tubbleware. But Thanks. also, You're welcome. another $150,000 prize pool. Mortal Kombat will be March 25th through 28th, and Soul Calibur will be the 1st through the 4th. And then Tekken 7 will be April 8th through the 11th. So three weekends in a row, it sounds like. Uh, well, actually, that's not even weekends, right? Because 25th to the 1st is yeah. less than a week, maybe? Oh, maybe it is. But yeah, there you go. So three weeks of fighting game stuff uh, from WePlay, who just ran the Mortal Kombat event that was that refused high that received high praise so yeah. uh hopefully they'll keep doing cool things uh apparently it's this will also be in ukraine yeah this will be held at the we play esports arena kiev they'll be taking a bunch of safety measures again so the participants will be let's see it says with the start of we play ultimate fighting league still being a month away keep your eyes peeled for the complete list of players and broadcast talent in the coming weeks so i guess they're going to be inviting yeah it's an invitation only format Mm -hmm. due to the current state of the world and safety precautions we created we have each title as a 16 player invite only tournament um Let's see. We have a multi-year plan for the league, and this is just the beginning. I know many of you want to showcase your skills and have a chance to compete in the biggest and best fighting game league you have seen. I promise you, you will have that chance, says James Banks, who's working for them. But for now, again, it's just going to be an invitational. Yeah, I mean, again, that's the times that we live in. Right, right. But that's great. That's a lot. $150,000 as well for that one. Pretty sick. Thank you for reminding me. I don't know how I forgot to put that one up here. Jeez. Yeah, one job, David. I had only one job. That's true. Just <laughs> remember that. Event. I have like four businesses that I'm working on. Uh, all right. I guess that's that for that side. I just wanted to shout out the Mortal Kombat Pro Competition. You know, they have not been covered very well for some reason. I haven't seen it like on event hubs or top tier or Shoryuken, which, you know, nominally exists, I guess, but isn't doing that much. Um, I, I haven't seen that much about it, but they're killing it. They got a thousand entrants for the uh, NA event last time. Um, they have over a hundred people for, even for Oceania, which is a smaller scene, and they have many hundreds for all the others. So it's super cool. Uh, I don't know why it's not getting as much press, but if you're an MK fan, like I think it's super cool to have every single week pro-level players I mean, the MK scene has a lot of stuff going on. Like, there's great community run events every mm-hmm. single week as well. So there's, like, you're not lacking for stuff to watch or stuff to compete yeah, yeah. in if that's what you're interested in. But, um, again, yeah, just shout them out because I think they're doing great work. And for whatever reason, not really hearing that much about it from other sources. Oh, that's a unfortunate. Yeah, over 1,000 for NA East 
that's not even for North America. Like that's just the Eastern part of North America last time. And then this coming weekend is going to be North America again as well. So we'll see how much they get. I bet it's going to be a ton of people again. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil's getting huge numbers for sure. Anyway, I just wanted to give them the good old shout out there. Uh, and then closing this segment with bad news is I feel like we've been doing too often, too often over the last, I mean, you know, couple of months, but uh, it absolutely does. That's for sure. Uh, Marquette Yarbrough, yeah. AKA Mick passed away. Uh, apparently in an, in a homicide, uh, was, was murdered is the report that's currently being investigated, mm -hmm. but that's, that's terrible news. So, um, not somebody I knew personally, but definitely I'd heard of, uh, strong old school player in soul caliber and in Tekken and, you know, was a pillar of the Memphis scene and Southern scene in general. And, uh, was a mentor to a lot of players. I saw a bunch of people posting up afterward that he was a mentor to them, including like very top level current players like yeah, yeah. uh like Zephikai and Lil Majin uh, in different games right so yep. a guy who had a really big impact on the scene and taken way too soon he's only 38 is what i read yeah we have a gofundme link by any chance we have the gofundme we do link? we do okay. yeah i'll put that in the chat right now and then i will put that again in the youtube video yeah now that's uh, terrible news I mean, I don't know what you say, right? Condolences to everybody yeah, who, who knew him, all of his family and friends, terrible stuff. Uh, Vandy set up this GoFundMe and it is, uh, it's raised 13,000. Uh, they're looking for 15 just to help his family out, right? It all goes to the family. None of it's taken by anybody else. So um, if you can, I know, again, it's just like Tubwar said, it's been a tough time in many different ways. And we, I feel like I've been putting up GoFundMe's almost every single week. But if it's something that you can afford to do, if something that you're interested in, please give them some dough, some dough as well. All right, uh, let's move on to the next part. Sorry, <laughs> it's all it. good. There's I no. I couldn't find rush it on the Windows this. bar. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, here we go. No rush at this stage. We're down to the mailbag questions. We didn't do a five-five. No, I see people in the chat talking about it. There just was too much stuff to talk about today. So we did get questions sent to us, and I'll just roll those over into the questions for next week. Mm -hmm. For sure. So thanks to everybody for giving us questions. It's just, boy, we're already late right now as is yeah, <laughs> without even having done that. So. All right, let's get through these mailbag questions. Shay asks, you will be trapped in a cell for the rest of your life with a fighting game character, a non-fighting game character, and a celebrity in real life of your choice. Who are they? Wow. <laughs> uh... Who would be a nice fighting game character? Who would I get along with? I bet E-Honda's a blast to hang out with. I'm going with E-Honda. E-Honda? <laughs> yeah, we would just eat. All he wants to do is, like, go Talk to his public bathhouse and do whatever it is he does there. He seems really into it. That probably be fun. <laughs> so what were the categories? A celebrity? A fighting game character and a non-fighting game character. So, like, a, a, gaming, a game character that's not a fighting game character? I mean, honestly, like, I feel like depending on who, what their abilities are, like, if I named a fighting game character, it would be like 
can Dalsum teleport other people? You know, like if he's holding on to him, right? If not, then I would choose like Superman because he's from a fighting game. I won't be trapped in the jail for very long. You know? <laughs> Genius. Genius. I'm absolutely into it. You're, you're thinking outside the box here very literally. If I'm not going to like skirt the rules, I want to hang out with like, I don't know, probably like Rash. Rash seems like a cool guy. Yeah, I probably want to hang out with Rash. I'm going to have to pick a fighting game character, so probably Deadpool. <laughs> what are you then, doing with these picks? And then I have to pick a select. They're both fighting game characters, but not fighting game characters. Yeah, I understand. All right, all right fine, yeah. fine. So for my non-scurring the issue, it's going to be Kyoko, Quistis, <laughs> and I'll have to think of the celebrity. Who's my celebrity still, crush? Still horny on man, we see. Yeah, who's my celebrity crush? Who's just a crush? cool person? I, just, I would just want to hang out with somebody cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to kick it with the party boys. And then a uh, celebrity, probably like Keanu Reeves. He seems like a good dude. You're he seems like a good Keanu dude. Keanu Reeves in jail? God. <laughs> you see how many people he murdered in... Uh, whatchamacallit? John Wick. The, yeah, John Wick. He's murdered so many people. He should be locked up forever. I got news for you. That wasn't a documentary, actually. It was what? a fictional oh, movie. I want my money back. Yeah, fictional film, turns out. I don't know any celebrities. Who who am I even supposed to say? I don't oh, know man. any singers. Maybe some, like, famous lawyer or something. Whatever you like, you nerd. What if I just said Kenny Omega? Because Kenny Omega is really awesome. There you go. I, that works. That would be that fun. It's just, I don't want to put, Ke put Kenny Omega in jail either, you know? It's just... Uh... Yeah, that's true. You are dragging them with you. Yeah. yeah. Although, to be fair, Kenny <laughs> Omega probably could also bust us out. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should pick... Uh, somebody who I think sucks so that I could remove them from the world and it would be hard times for me but everybody else would be better off so maybe that's fine yeah well, I just David, again looks like you're bunking with Trump yeah. <laughs> thanks for taking one for the team buddy is it worth it I don't know well oh, let God. me tell you this David it would be worth it for you because I can assure you he would be the greatest cellmate ever there would be no other cellmate as great as him he would just be fantastic he would be amazing greatest cellmate that you've ever had in a prison wrong <laughs> that actually is a great answer i'm gonna go with donald trump okay all right all right next question next question taking it for the team all right uh, Osohei Ghost asks, what is the weirdest or most awkward moment you've ever had at a fighting game event? For me, it's every time anybody asks me for my autograph or for something like that. And I appreciate it every time simultaneously. It's like, I don't want to say no. That's super cool. And I, it's like, on one hand, really great that somebody would think to ask me. But on the other hand, never is not it, weird. Is it more or less awkward when I walk up next to you and go, wait, are you the Ultra David while you're fight signing an autograph? What's what's more awkward? If I do that or if I don't do that? Well, you do it every single time. Have, yeah, have I, I, mean... I don't even know that I have an experience of signing an autograph without Tubbleware being like, are you <laughs> 100 Ultra? yards away signing an autograph? I'm going to fucking sprint. Absolutely. I'm going to be out of breath and sweaty and, are you Ultra David? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the answer. Uh, for, for me, my answer... Again, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, it's just... I don't know. For, anyway, move on. For me, it might be at B3, actually. B3, when everybody was talking about uh, these, this dude from Canada, uh, Vi and John Choi as the greatest players with the potential chance to win. And it turned out another Canadian player was actually super good. And somebody asked me, you know, this is the first time we had seen a lot of these guys play because this is mm. B3, right? And someone asked me, so what do you think of the, the like these players so far? And I was like, dude, Alex Vi is obviously super good. That guy from Canada is also really good too. John Choi had been knocked the loser's bracket as he normally does. And I was like, I just don't know about John Choi. Like he doesn't seem that strong neck to me. And then I turn uh. and John Choi is staying there looking at me. And I was like, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, hey, well, what do you think? <laughs> and yeah, that might be one of the more awkward moments uh, that great. I had. So, yeah. Who, I'm curious, I don't know the story of this guy from Canada. Who's the guy from Canada? Well, there was one guy from Canada who talked a lot on AJSF2, and he showed up, and he wasn't as strong as one of the other guys who would talk shit about that guy on AGSF2 saying he's not actually that good like I don't know why blah 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 and so everyone was like well this these guys are haters they're trolls or whatever like that right this guy is clearly very good and the guy showed up he wasn't as strong and the other guy actually was stronger but you know it's... okay <laughs> what do you got uh, yeah one time, I mean, I have a lot of embarrassing stories at tournaments, both including myself and other people. <laughs> yeah, but I know many of them. At Combo Breaker, I sat down and I was talking to, I, I want to say Kizzy K. And I had just heard that Beautiful Dude got perfected on stream. So I was talking to Kizzy K. I was like, yo, did you see Beautiful Dude get bopped? And then <laughs> I look over Julian sitting there <laughs> listening to me, to, making fun of him, just getting wrecked. And I look over, I'm like, dude, you got bodied. And he was just like... <laughs> yeah, but I had no idea. I just had the same face. I had no idea that he was on the other side of Kizzy. So... <laughs> I was going to say, your your idea of saving face in that situation is definitely double downing. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I knew the whole time. Hey, you you suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, when I said that to John, I was like, uh... Was it, uh... <laughs> right, right. All right, all right. Very good. Zisu asks... Meta question. Some people watch the Tuesday show live. Some people on YouTube. Some listen to the podcast. How do they compare in terms of audience? Uh, probably YouTube gets the most overall, I guess, eventually. But maybe, I don't know. It's either YouTube or Twitch. Um, yeah. Have we thought about working more on podcast content? Yeah, we've thought about it. I don't know that it really makes sense for our schedules. I think yeah. it's kind of what we came up with, but. Um, we, it's something we had thought about for sure. I mean, we Drem did, at. Well, I mean, we did for a little bit. Like I was throwing the generation spacing stuff on there. I was throwing right. the Chen reaction stuff, but then my sleep schedule died, and so all that kind of went away. But you know, and I know Tubo had to go to sleep early. We couldn't keep him up until one a.m. doing generation spacing yeah, anymore. I have so to work now. What's yeah. that? I have to work now. I have a yeah. job. <laughs> Drem at Poogly Woogly asks, what fighting game special move sounds like the tastiest food or drink? What the heck? Any any tortilla bomb. Anything that El Fuerte does, right? It's it was, yeah, it's El Fuerte. 
say, okay, all right. I mean, maybe guacamole. I mean, th- yeah, always, I don't know if guacamole is, but you can. He sells it, I guess. I don't know. There's always a <laughs> uh, you know the blanca the the blanca roll the beast roll. There's the dragon punch, uh, which it would probably be pretty mm-hmm. tasty as well. Um, all right, what about Honda's butt? The butt. I mean, some people are into that. I'm into that. <laughs> all right, David eats butt. I mean, we did see you eat Jasmine's butt. That's true. Fact. That is true. Oh, yeah. Fact. Fat Cat three two one asks, which UCTV member would make it the furthest in a cooking competition? Me, free. I made. This is a true story. I made chicken and Israeli couscous and a whole soup based on that the other day. It was actually incredible. It was nicely spiced. Had some cayenne in there, which was really good. I had a bunch of black pepper. You know, it was. I had a bunch of vegetables in there. We had we had carrots and there were some raisins in there and. Ooh. There were some tomatoes in there. It was actually awesome. Um, I feel like my ceiling as a chef is pretty good, but I typically don't care enough to do it. Like usually, I'll just make some crappy pasta or something. But so, I feel like, like I have a decent. <laughs> I got a decent ability if I care to use it. Yeah, for me, my technical skills when it comes to cooking is actually amazing. I just don't have a lot of recipes. Like the first time I tried to cook bacon for myself, I was like, oh my God, this like bacon is amazing. Like I made it super crispy. It was like really great. And then I could make some of the best roux out there that uh, that I've ever seen. So which is the flour and oil mix that you use for the start of a gumbo dish uh, that uh, Investigation Cone taught me how to make one time. Mm. And you're supposed to cook it so, so it's like the color of a penny. And like seriously, like mine was like perfect color. It wasn't burned. It smelled amazing. My gumbo was amazing and everything. And so I know a couple of these Chinese dishes that I make every once in a while. Like I'm a natural at it. However, like I said, I just don't have enough recipes. That's what would hold me back. But if you make me cook something, I can cook it pretty damn good, like almost instantaneously. So, the truth is that cooking is really easy as long as you just follow the directions. Yeah. And when I when I made that stuff the other night, it was just because my wife had sent me a recipe, and she was like, "Hey, you want to make this?" And I was like, "Sounds cool, actually." Yeah. So I I tried it out, and it came out awesomely. First of all, everybody in the chat who's saying raisins don't belong in that, you are not right about that. There needs to be some sweetness and something like that, and it was awesome. But all you got to do is follow directions. Baking is difficult because it's like really precise, but just regular cooking. See, that's you in, inventing. Inventing is difficult, okay? But just following a recipe, it's just an order of operations. See, thing. I think I, that's. I think that means that you've only cooked easy stuff before. That's the thing. Negative. So. I think that there is a lot of difficulty in cooking. I've seen my brother try to cook in college. I know cooking can be very hard, no matter how you try to follow the recipes. (laughs) Easy. Easy. (laughs) Oh, man. Easy. I think you guys don't know what cooked raisins are like? You, You in the chat, if you are saying things like raisins don't belong and that sort of thing, or raisins can't end up sweet, you gotta step up your own game. All right, Tubo, what's your what's your argument for yourself? Uh, honestly, I only have a minute 35 to do it. 
Uh, but my argument is basically what David said. <laughs> if you can follow a recipe, you can cook. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that difficult. There are some dishes that are going to be really hard. I think presentation and plating are what mm. separate the standard, you know, Monday night cook from the next guy. Uh, and my presentation and plating is fantastic. Okay. Okay. So I, well, I, I feel like my visuals would maybe beat you guys, but as far as like tasting of the food, it, we're all just going to be following an internet recipe. Well, see, see, that's so. Who would make it the furthest in a cooking competition? Usually, those are you have to invent your recipe. In which right. case, I lose. And see, I'm out. And there, I don't. I can't do it. I would probably win because I don't follow a recipe for anything I cook. I just do everything off the cuff, because that's how Chinese people cook. <laughs> One time, someone asked me because I put <laughs> that's how everybody cooks. Like, I, just I, want I, you to I, put, know, okay. I put sugar into my pasta. I've told this story before, and my friend one time was like, I want to make your spaghetti for my wife, so how much sugar do you put in there? And I was like, a lot? And they were like, okay, but how much? I'm like, I just put it in there. And they're like, um, okay, fine, the container cup that you use, how big is the cup for that? And how many of them do you put in there? I'm like, I pour it out of the box. Like, <laughs> so I have that power of cooking. When I cook, well, well, it's not well. measured. It's just I can make it and I make it right because I'm skilled and godlike. That's it. You're a genius. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I mean, Mukin even says Chinese moms don't use recipes. Yeah, we use recipes as much as we use dishwashers. Dude, I, I always think it's hilarious when you say things like this because the fact is that like nobody's mom uses a recipe. <laughs> my, my mom, my mom and grandma had never used recipes. They just knew what to do. I'm sure it's the case for every yeah. culture. <laughs> like it's not so unique. Nobody else is like, I gotta follow the recipe. No. It's, <laughs> eventually, you know what the recipes are. You can make it up. Well, I can tell you that white people are like that. So, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> That sucks. Midwestern white moms—they're just—they're following that that old cookbook they got from 1963. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, yeah. Last one is Echo asks: as a competitor or commentator, what's your most Mars rover successful touchdown moment? Congratulations to everybody involved with the Mars rover. Super cool. AKA tons of effort paying off in a single climatic moment. What have I put so much effort into on commentary? I feel like commentary, the role is typically not like I need to put a lot of effort into it. It's like the match is great, so I'm following along. Like the players are putting in sick effort, but I don't know that my role is that really. I mean, to kind of what do you guys think? To kind of answer that question, mine was the year that Mena RD won uh, Capcom Cup. That whole entire weekend, every time Itazan or Nemo showed up on stream, I kept making jokes about their rivalry, and I would be like, oh, Itazan, you know, uh, he's so happy he's not playing Nemo. Every time Nemo showed up, I was like, he's not, he's happy. And I got people tweeting at me and stuff, and, and stuff like, why do you keep mentioning it? That rivalry is so not a big deal. And then in top eight, Nemo beat Itazan and walked up to him and did this. Yeah. And yeah. that like right there everybody who did not know about that rivalry beforehand who was told about it and it paid off in that one moment and i think that was probably one of my greatest commentary moments that paid off in a single climactic moment that's super cool actually yeah, yeah that's, that's true a, that's a good one mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't. I, I definitely don't have. Yeah. I mean, I have. I have favorite moments that have happened to me and right. things that I've earned. But it wasn't like this triumphant boom. It was more like, <laughs> hey, I did it, and no one else probably cares that I did it. But I did it. You know, it was. You know, right. it wasn't like noticeable. It was like I def- got hired to do Evo, top eight at yada yada. That's those are yeah. my triumphant things. Right. Like I think, yeah, I can think of moments where I think I did a really good job, but that's not. I think really what this is asking for. Yeah. But I think James's example is really good. Like yeah, that one. And also, honestly, I always bring it up, but me and David doing that uh, Snake Eyes versus Justin Grand Finals, that was okay. super boring for everybody there. But at home, everybody was hyped because we made it. We told the story and what they were trying to do really, really well. That was one of, always will be one of my favorite things. Because uh, we turned a boring match exciting, so I was really happy about that. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. well, there you go. That's the mailbag for today. Again, we didn't do a 5-5 matchup. We will roll those questions over into next week, so thanks for submitting them anyway. Just had too much to talk about, and we ended up going for three hours anyway. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. All righty. Oh. Well, burn him. Bird. You know, at some point in time... And maybe someone out there, I mean, let us know if you do try to do something like this. We should get a new bird song just because I'm like, is this copyrighted technically? <laughs> it definitely is. I don't, we've never been busted on it, but it's somebody owns the copyright, yeah. Right. But at some, come at us, we have a lawyer. Come at me. I mean, at some point we should probably change it to something else, but. Whatever. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> She is pretty cool. Can leave the word cool off at the end of there, so. Hey-oh!